Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! find the volume button or the volume knob for the music <laughs> Can't remember where it was. hey silver and gold is back in your ear holes it's been months and months since both of us have been on but we're here i am the loaf and with me dr zah uh we decided to hop on and uh, do a show finally zom's been holding down the fort so to speak i've been uh lying on the couch a lot <laughs> laying in the fort <laughs> Um, gaining weight, you know. I'm really, uh, I'm really pushing my luck with this. Uh, I've got this creamer I'm using with the coffee I'm drinking right now, and the date on it is February seventh. So I thought you were gonna say you really, you're really pushing your luck with this obesity thing. Well, that's that too. Um, so I take every time I use it, uh, I take a tiny little sip just to make sure it hasn't completely turned. <laughs> it's still they good. Sell that store. I know, but that requires leaving the house. Oh, that's true. I didn't no, leave the house doesn't. last night. I checked the mail. Well, so. if it's perishable, I was going to say you could order from Amazon, but oh, Amazon Prime now I can order creamer. I've done but it if before. it's perishable, how could it the not go bad? Prime now right. delivers uh, in like uh, an hour or two. Jesus, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're betting out of business, including I do grocery shopping that way. Yeah, I bought a. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, what was it? Cases of that split. And I wasn't here, and they delivered it, and delivered it to my old lady neighbor, <laughs> and she had to come over, had to have me come over and get it because it, I mean, it's soup, and the fucking can box was so heavy I could barely lift it. I was like, I never thought about that. Anyway. Um, so we're gonna talk about movies and stuff, and we'll get into that. Um, nice lady. We are this week. We are doing. Uh, this is this is in, in, in I guess technically. A two hundredth <laughs> official episode. Um, I stretched <laughs> out the numbers a little bit, but officially the longest uh, we've ever went from when we watched the movie <laughs> till when we're going to review it. It's close, yeah. That's like six weeks. Um, we are. Uh, what are the names of these movies? Uh, Killer versus Killers. This is our. We're doing so with an episode two hundred. Um, it's been. Jesus. I wonder how long it's been since we did the last episode, 25th episode. Um, we, we do a Silva movie, Henry Silva movie. We do a Dolph Lundgren movie for our Silva and our gold. Um, so I think Rolf picked uh, this one like back in maybe November or so. <laughs> um, uh. Killer versus Killers from 1985. <laughs> 
Uh, I think Fernando de Leo's last movie ever. Wow. Um, and uh, legendary um, straight-to-video movie about uh, cryptozoologists starring Dolph Lundgren and Scott Adkins. Don't get too excited yeah. about that cast. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about those. Uh, Zom, how have you been? Besides lifting cans of soup. Oh God, that was long. That was longer than our last podcast. Um, I've, I've gotten off the uh, I've gotten off the uh, split pea soup. I'm doing the uber low carbs thing. Yeah. Which you know, fuck, I've lost like a bunch of like 20 pounds. But anyway. Um, I saw that Hugh Jackman said when he did the Wolverine, the way he got so lean is that, well, this is the, probably the bullshit. uh, I didn't do steroids fucking thing. Right. Uh, He's 50 and fucking has a 12 pack. He said he didn't drink any, any kind of water or any kind of liquids for 36 hours straight. Well, so he dehydrates himself. Yeah, he dehydrated. He said that's how you get that vascularity. And I'm like, I don't know about that. You know? I think that's what the bodybuilders do right before a competition. Well, I know that's what they – and then they take, like, diuretic. But I think he did some other stuff, too. Some other type sites of liquids. Yeah. Yeah. Because – and then another thing is he said he did that so he would look really good. He thought this was the – in that movie was the best he looked as far as being Wolverine. Mm-hmm. He never thought he looked good enough or something, but okay. If he did that for 36 hours, how long do you maintain that really vascular uh, shredded look before having to dehydrate after, yourself again? After you start drinking, you know? So, I mean, did they shoot every scene before he passed out? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh. But everything's cool. I mean, there's nothing going on. It's not. I mean, no, nothing. I mean, just zip. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm there too. I'm, you know, struggling at work as usual, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Let's get so home actually, we haven't been on the air, but nothing has changed. Nothing at all. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to the last time we recorded together in July. Uh, pretty much everything's exactly the same, except I just have a general like my my outlook on life just de- declined just a little bit since then. So what did we decide? That it was just like a couple of weeks ago that we were just uh, chimps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember when that was, but yeah, yeah, hairless chimps, chimps. No hairless chimps with no purpose and no hope or something like just that. Just here to eat and shit and oh. die. Go to work, come home. Go to work, come home, and then you die. So, I mean, you know, what's I, I, you know, I think if you miss out on that having kids thing where then you have something to worry about, it's almost yeah. like a hobby. You, you're just, you might as well just fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to miss my window. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I'm interested at this point. <laughs> I know I'm not interested. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I've, I've been watching, I started watching a lot of wrestling and, and, uh, uh, new stuff. Um, so I watched, I, I had a couple guys over and watched, uh, I guess it was Royal Rumble. And I, I was just sitting there the whole show like, why am I still like, I, like, I wasn't enjoying it. So yeah. I've, I officially canceled my WWE member uh, subscription. 
So I haven't watched anything WWE in weeks, but I started watching, well, I've been watching more New Japan. I'm, I'm on their streaming service. Um, and I also started, uh, I got a subscription to a couple other British ones because WWE, before I canceled, had a little um, uh, WWE UK title tournament. So there was all these guys, these young guys from Great Britain. A 19-year-old won the thing. But yeah, they uh, heard World of Sports was going to try and start back up, which was England's big. Uh, they had a crush. Uh, and yeah, and they had to. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I started watching a couple. Um, of you're, these. Prom- you're helping promote the uh, monopoly. There's quite a few British uh, promotions, uh, but I started. I, I subscribed to one called Progress, and I subscribed to one called uh, Revolution Pro, and then they kind of a lot of the guy, a lot of the promotions in Great Britain seem to flip flop, or not, not even Great Britain, just it, just. Uh, or yeah, I guess it's Great Britain because I think uh, ICW is Scotland, and um, Fight Club Pro is somewhere. That's probably England also. But a lot, they do a lot of trading back and forth. I don't. The, nobody signs contracts to those little indie things. So you see a lot of yeah. the same guys flip flop, and and it's pretty. It's it's been a nice change of pace uh, d- watching different styles of wrestling finally. But that's been that's I, I, that was it. That I was just. It was like work, come home, lay on the couch, and watch a three-hour pay-per-view, and then go to bed. (laughs) Well, I was thinking just – I think it was yesterday. I was like, okay, my life has not really changed since probably – okay, I moved out of my parents' house. So let's say since then. (laughs) I'm I'm like becoming an old man. I still read comic books. I still have like bunches of comic books down in the basement. I watch movies and TV. And hockey, yeah. and I read comic books, and just waiting to die. <laughs> this is your daily affirmation with Silva. Because you know when, yeah, well, you know when you find out, like when you hear like people find out, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, but we found a, a tumor, and uh, you know, you're, but at least that would be something a, a change of pace. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go to the doctor more often now. And, and, no, and as there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Sweet release. <laughs> this shit's gonna be over with. It. <laughs> That's what I, I, the the uh, the Logan's Run thing that I posted. My friend Diane said something about you know in Logan's Run they all went to Carousel and they were supposedly going to be reborn yeah. when they turned thirty. And she said, "Well, I'm glad that didn't happen because I I didn't peak until after thirty. I didn't do anything until after thirty. And I'm like, you know, goddamn, maybe that was maybe that's the right thing to do. I don't know if. I mean, maybe I have peaked, and it's definitely downhill. I don't. I yeah, there's. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, <laughs> what have you been watching in the past? Uh, well, you you've uh, you've shared recently, well, somewhat recently. Yeah. Well, yeah. God, my God, it's only it's, it's still been like two months. So we actually were going to record this, uh, and I don't think I actually finished my thought before. But we were going to record this back in mid January. Um, and I've had the I've had the files set up, ready to record since then. Um, but we watched those two movies. It's been literally six weeks, <laughs> and um, Zom got real sick, and then it, you know then me happened. So and where I, I just I avoided lived. life. Zom made it I through. Survived. He pulled through. <sighs> unfortunately for him, I tried everything I could, but so obviously I can't watch, like talk about all I've been watching. But what have you been up to, movie wise, the last? A little bit 
it's all part of God's plan. Um, okay, well, you know, if you go back and listen to the old shows, you, you've probably heard me say like a thousand times, I don't watch m- many series. I can't get into it. Oh, I can't stick with it. you've been watching a lot it. of TV. I've been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> Okay, but so um, that's that's really the uh, probably the bulk of what I've been watching. But I'll go through these pretty quick. I watched uh, this is on uh, YouTube. I watched uh, Michael Mann's written and directed L.A. Takedown from 1989, mm-hmm. which is the precursor to the movie Heat. Basically, the same movie, except this was a made-for-TV deal. And um, I thought, you know, it's fun to watch because it is. Like I said, it's the, I mean, almost even the same dialogue and everything, but with lesser known actors. So it's kind of cool to, for me, I thought it was kind of cool to watch. I think Rolf said he thought he's like a huge heat fan, which I am too, but he said he felt like it was like Turkish heat, but I still liked it. And, um, um, Michael Rooker is in it. That's probably one of the only like big name people, but mm-hmm. he didn't really have a big part. Uh, that Alex MacArthur, who played, um, I think he plays Vincent. He, or well, it's not Vincent in in the original. The guy's name is Patrick McLaren. He he's uh, the De Niro character. Um, I, I remember seeing him in something, and I think it was a movie with Michael Bean about where he's a prosecutor. And this guy was a serial killer or something, but I can't remember what the fuck it is, so I'll move on. <laughs> Next thing I watched was Mr. Pig, and this is on um, Netflix from 2016. And I recommend this one. Uh, I had never heard of it. It's written and directed by Diego Luna. Oh, uh, I so like him. Danny, Danny Glover and Maya Rudolph. And I didn't know what it was going to be. It was when I think when I was sick. And um, so I was just watching stuff on Netflix instant and I thought it was going to be like a comedy. And of course the, the movie posters that I found say uh, S instead of MR period pig, it's SR period pig, which I guess would be senior pig. senior pig. Yeah, but it's really good. And it's, it's got a nice story. And uh, I thought it was going to be some fucking not slapsticky, but some, cause Danny Glover's made some shit, Yeah, but it's actually pretty good. I Netflix. Don't, I don't think I've touched my Netflix account in literally months. Like I'm, I, I don't know why I'm still even paying for it. Honestly, I think I watched Stranger Things last fall, and that might be the last thing I've actually watched on there. Well, I kind of had the same thing, uh, and I canceled it. And then there was some TV show that I wanted to watch on there. I may, I think it was. Uh, well, I know Iron Fist is going to be coming on. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I did start Daredevil. I watched the first couple episodes of that. So I like I, that. I need to go back. The, the first season, I mean. I never even watched the, any of it. I need to it, go back and watch that, I think. Yeah, I, I like that one. And then, um, oh, what was the other show that I was watching on there? But anyway, I started, I just thought, well, you know, I got this. Why not fucking use it? Because there's only so many, like, Howard Stern clips on YouTube. I've watched all of them. <laughs> I watch the same, you know, when you sometimes like if you like a movie or something, you'll just put it on and it'll just be playing while you're doing stuff. That's how it was with these Howard Stern clips. And it'd be the same one (laughs) over and over and over. I don't know if that's obsessive, compulsive, whatever. (laughs) It's comfortable. Uh, Yeah. It's just, yeah. And you don't have to concentrate on it so you can fall asleep. Um, I watched 2015's Too Late. This is a Dennis Hawk written and directed movie uh it stars uh 
John, what's his name? John Hawks. And um, Oh, I wanted this, to see this. The poster looked interesting. It is on, I believe it is on Netflix Instant also. And yes, it's worth a watch. Uh, okay. I won't say too much about it. He's a uh, PI, right? Yes. Okay. It's kind of like a, a sleazy noir. Mm. Noir. So uh, yeah, check that one out. And it's uh, got some, lots I of assume new- I assume Los Angeles, Los Angeles, if it's a sleazy noir. Oh, sleazy! Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it Los Angeles? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleazy. Nice. That's a good one, though. He's uh, that John Hawks is a good, good uh, actor. Um, I think this one was also on Netflix Instant. See, if you look on there, you might actually find something. There are some good stuff, and there's some stuff that's like just shit, you know, like straight to DVD that I've never heard of, and I thought, well, I'll just try this. Like legendary. I, well. <laughs> 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 Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Tom Ford's uh, 2009 Ooh. Single Man. I liked this one a lot when I saw. I saw that in the theater. Yeah, I really liked it too. Didn't know. Uh, I rem- I kept remember seeing the poster, but I did not know anything about it and mm-hmm. uh, the, what it was about, the concept or anything. Really liked this one. So check it out. Colin Firth is good, and it also has the guy that plays Beast in uh, the shitty X Men movies. Or the, sure, I think was it? Yeah, he was yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. He was in the OK X Men movies. Yeah, the new uh, ones. Yeah, yeah. X Men Origins. Yeah, and Julianne Moore. Uh, also, well, there was another guy in this that was somebody that I recognize. I like him too. Tony something is his name. Because uh, I saw him originally. There was this British. Um, I don't know what you would call it. It was a TV series called Skins, hmm. and he was in that. It was it was an interesting show. But he he I remember that was the first place I saw him, and I've seen him in some movies since then. He was in some zombie movie that was all right. That's that's Matthew Good. Is that who that is? X Men First Class. I'll look it up. Go ahead. Well, let's see here. Let me go back another one. That's a good movie though. That was uh, very good. Uh, I watched the documentary "What Happened to Miss Simone" about Nina Simone, also on Netflix Instant. See, I went on a tear. Nicholas well, Holt. That's your... his name. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Okay. Uh, this was directed by Liz Garbus. Oh, he was in uh, Mad Max. Sorry uh, to interrupt again. Mad Max Fury. Remember, he was the he was one of the 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 skinhead guys in in Mad Max. Was he the main one? That, yeah, the uh, one that like the one. The, yeah, the one that the story focused more on. The good, the good uh, skinhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know too much about. Uh, I have listened to Nina Simone music, and the reason that I got into that was because in the movie Point Break with uh, Bridget Fonda and who's that big nose guy, Gabriel <laughs> Byrne, <laughs> which was a remake of La Femme Nikita, uh, she says that when he has her like in in captivity training her that you know the one thing that she wanted was some nina simone music and um but i didn't really know her story and then this is a really good documentary and uh you know it's one of those ones that i kind of you definitely feel sorry for the lady because she had some major problems but then you know she was kind of uh well i mean she was abusive i guess to her kid and uh but that was because she was so bipolar and so fucked up i think um, a good documentary that I watched, I got this on iTunes, is called Tower from 2016. 
uh, directed by Keith Maitland. And this is about the uh, Texas University of Texas uh, tower where Charles Whitman went up to the top of the tower mm. with a bunch of guns and started shooting people, which uh, Kurt Russell starred in the made for TV movie about that. This is really good. It's a, um, it's a documentary, but they kind of do like an animated thing uh, for the like flashbacks. Yeah. And they have actors actually t- uh, talking like uh, in doing the characters of the people, but it's, it's interesting. And um, they, for the most part, only cover um, the, the victims and, say very little about charles whitman um and just certain things that you wouldn't think about like the this one lady gets got shot and she laid on that sidewalk in the summer texas summer sun and could not move for i don't know how many hours uh and the sidewalk was like you could probably fry an egg on it you know so there's just little things like that and but it's very that's a very good documentary um Next thing I watched, oh, uh, <laughs> 2016's Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Uh, this is in, this is in my queue. <laughs> uh, Jack Reacher should have never went back. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I liked the first one. I did too. I thought it was a good action movie and everything. Oh, man, did this one. Ugh. Tom Cruise runs a lot. He even runs with a girl. <laughs> it looks like he's racing a girl. It's the one that play, uh what's her name? Is it her name? Uh let me see here real quick. Kobe Smulders. I think she may have been in Thor. Kobe Smulders. What kind of, that sounds like a porn she, name. Yeah. She sucked. She's so goddamn <laughs> bland. Honest to God. I've heard people say, you know, because I think she, she, I don't know if she plays Maria Hill in the Avengers movies or if she's in that fucking Thor mm. movie or whatever. One of those. But I've heard people say, oh, she's good looking at her. Uh, she is like the, I mean, like just fucking dry toast. Even her look. I mean, she's just not that good looking and just kind of like bleh. No fucking charisma at all. And then Tom Cruise must have got Botox before this because his face looks puffy and he never changes his expression. It's just not good. It oh, is she was not... in that uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother show, I think. Yeah. I think I that's where she got her. Is. Maybe. I'm proud to say I don't know what that is. It's a, it was, but it was anyway. not, I mean, it's a sitcom, you know. This is kind of a yeah. She was in hell. Very, very blah. Very meh. Very blah. Meh and blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Wish from 1974. That's a Michael Winner, Charles Bronson movie. I'm sure some of you have heard of. Maybe. Uh, I watched it on YouTube and uh, to get around the uh, algorithm. I think uh, uh, of uh, copyrighted material to, to discover copyrighted material. I believe that the way they got around it was to shoot the screen askew with as much static on the picture. As <laughs> why, you I, I'm, I, do you, do you, you, I assume you own this movie, right? Like why, why would I, you watch it that way? Because I boxed up all my movies and they're uh. in the base. They're in no order. <laughs> so that's the worst thing you could do for comics or anything. You need if a, you, you have, need a, I, I've started, I started a Plex server. It's awesome. Cause I can watch, uh, like all of my digital movies, uh, and I can take DVDs and rip them and make them a digital movie. 
and I store them on well, the hard drives, and then I can like use my iPad and just stream from my computer. It's it's easy, isn't it? It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this: I was just in one of these moods where I was just whether it was Netflix Instant. I think maybe that was when I was sick, uh, uh, yeah. and I was sick for like fucking eight days or something. Um, yeah, it was longer than that because you had like a you. It came back on you. I remember because we yeah, were going to record and you were like, "I'm sick as hell," and then we tried again like a week or two later, and you were still feeling like yeah, shit. Yeah, went to the doctor, got antibiotics, and everything. Now all this goddamn uh, res- uh, resistant uh, antibiotics, you know, viruses and stuff. I watched. Okay, now this one's funny because I watched the Charles Bronson assassination with Joe Ireland, but when I put it in my IMDb, it wouldn't immediately come up. So I have. Assassination from 2015 by Dong Hu Choi, which I did not watch. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. But it looks, looks like it might be good. Um, <laughs> this is a, 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 a Bronson when he was older, and I think he wanted to do some stuff with his wife. Uh, I don't know if she had cancer at the time or not, but um, he's still you know tough and shit, and she's the uh, the uh, wife of the president, and he's the Secret Service guy, kind of like that Clint Eastwood movie oh, with a. Yeah. Uh, is that Rene Russo and John Malkovich, except like a lot more low budget and shitty. Um, they ride motorcycles together, which I, you know, and of course <laughs> in their Charles Bronson in real life was like an avid motorcyclist. Like he had dirt bikes and stuff. I used to see stuff with him and his kids. They did like Honda commercials and stuff back in the seventies. And so, you know, it was them actually riding mm-hmm, bikes, mm-hmm. which is, and it's got a lot of, you know, gratuitous violence. And she's she's kind of being a bitch because she's in a loveless marriage with the president. And, you know, <laughs> she, ha- of course, hates him at first and treats him like shit. But, you know, he's she'll, she'll be like, I, you know, she wants to ride in a limousine with no top on it. And he's like, well, nobody's done that since 1963. When oh, speaking, speaking of presidents, I, I, I know you're a connoisseur of of large butts have you seen the latest photos uh, circling around of trump with the wind blowing behind him where his and he has this big old <laughs> big old butt he's going <sighs> up the, he's going up the stairs <laughs> to the plane <laughs> his ass is like fucking acroid size <laughs> well he's yeah he's a big fat slob and, and a piece of human fascist shit uh let's see <laughs> Donald Trump. That's your po- your posts on uh, on political stuff are like half of my news feed on Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, oh, that's not him. That's a fake. Oh, here it is. <laughs> he's got a big acroid butt. Well, he's he's yeah, he's he's fucking got a J Lo butt. He's just fat and grotesque. I swear to God, <laughs> these fucking right wing Christians to prove. I don't know what they try and prove, but it seems like they go. They, they they will elect someone like this guy who is completely against everything they stand for. He may possibly be the fucking antichrist. He may be a goddamn KGB fucking operative or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just like what? Okay, what are you trying to prove that that you have no morals whatsoever and you don't believe in anything that you? It's the buck, man. As long yeah, as you make the rich what, richer, it's what it's about. What it's what it's about is who lines your pocket. Well, I've said a million times their their true Bible is fucking like Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead. So yeah. they love that A and Rand. That's that's their that's their own personal Jesus. Um, this one I haven't watched since I was like a little kid when it was on TV on like uh, 
WBN. Oh no, it might have been even on the uh, like Sunday night movie or something. 1973's The Neptune Factor, uh, starring Ben Gazzara, Walter Pigeon, and Ernest Borgnine, the Borgster. Mm. Um, this is very good. Uh, it's a kind of a cheesy. Nah, it, it only gets really cheesy. It's an underwater science fiction movie. Nice. And uh, like a oil, uh, what do you call it? Like in um, the abyss, one of those underwater oil oh, yeah. drilling things kind of goes. I don't think it's an oil. It's like a, a science experiment thing, but it kind of goes over the edge down in this giant crevasse. And Ben Gazzara and the, the Borgster and they have to get in one of those little mini subs that's made special, especially to uh, go into like really um, – crushing depths mm-hmm. and the only thing that really stands out as being cheesy is um because you know they didn't have cgi and shit back then they just took a, li- a tiny little plastic model of the thing and put it in like a fish tank so you would see like it wouldn't be like as obvious as like goldfish but it'd be shit that would be like in a in a big fish tank like yeah. a tropical fish and they're supposed to be giant but I liked it. It's fun. It's on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> I like Ben Gazzara. He, he, he always has like this, uh, like sometimes I wonder if he's not like shit faced when he makes these movies. But <laughs> he probably he is. might be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I watched the uh, 1970s Rider on the Rain. This was a Rene Clement, uh, movie starring Charles Bronson, Joe Ireland. She's, she's just kind of a, a side person character in this, uh, Marlene, uh, Joubert is the main girl. And she's the one that he calls love, love all the time. <laughs> she gets raped, violently raped by some, uh, mean guy who was in, um, in, uh, goddamn, a lot of spaghetti Westerns, this ball headed guy that Terrence Hill used slap the shit out of in, uh, <laughs> Oh, what was that movie with him and Henry Fonda? My name is nobody. Um, but he's, he was in a lot of movies like that. And I thought he was the same guy that was the assassin in the movie assassin nation with him and Joe Ireland, which was probably, like I said, like 1980s, but it wasn't the same guy. That guy was, I think an American, but this one's a real good one. I love these, uh, these, uh, European Bronson movies. He, uh, was trying to find this guy and this guy was the, uh, the dude that at the beginning rapes this woman. And then of course, Bronson pretty much abuses the time it's not it's bad enough that she got fucking violently raped by some psychopath but then bronson abuses her like the entire movie Yay. and then, of course they fall in love <laughs> <laughs> which is great classic you know, love story fucking, yeah he fucking pours whiskey down her throat and it's always like just fucking throwing her around and stuff <laughs> and then he takes his shirt off and then you're like god damn look at this that motherfucker was probably 50 years old when he made that Oh, and yeah. he was shredded like Hugh Jackman in Wolverine. And then when he's in these movies where he's puffy, I'm like, oh, fucking puffy Bronson. But he's probably 15 years older than I am now. <laughs> and I am as puffy as he is. Didn't, so. Did you watch you watch something with him, right, where he's like in an airship or something? I think Vincent Price was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't finish it, so I didn't. Ask uh, OK, I watched part of that, too, over the holiday. <laughs> Masters of the World. Yeah, it wasn't very that good. Was, that was a, yeah, it was kind of, it was like a, was that like H.G. Wells? I can't remember, but I mean, it's, it's, the reason I liked it is it's kind of a, um, 
one of those throwback, like kind of like a 1950s yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of movie like that. So it's for nostalgia pur- reasons. Uh, watched uh, 1979's Love and Bullets, another Charles Bronson, Joe Ireland movie. Now, this one is near and dear to my heart because I remember liking it when I was a little kid. But then I remember watching it and thinking, man, you know, Jill Ireland is so awful in this. <laughs> she plays an American uh, kind of a, a, a bubblehead. And I think she's she's really stupid and she's supposed to be. So maybe she's really good. Um <laughs> Rod Steiger, there's some weird choices in this. Like Rod Steiger is the main mob boss, but he stutters. <laughs> like the, the like he's like get her and back to me. And you're like, what? Why did he choose that? And then um, it's got Silva in it, mm-hmm. and he is just Silva. You know, he's. I thought he was going to do some kind of weird sex thing because he's just like uh, he lays under a tanning lamp on his bed in just boxer shorts and this woman comes in. I thought, okay, he's got to rape her or something that he didn't, which is disappointing. <laughs> and then, uh, Paul Coslow is in this and he's like an, like a killer. He was in the one, Mr. Majestic with, uh, Bronson. I watched that. And, uh, yeah. And what's his name? Um, from the Godfather that played Salazzo was the bad guy in that, the big burly, mm-hmm, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Paul Coslow kind of plays the same character in this as he did in that. He's like the second flunky that's kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. But another weird choice is he wears this hearing aid that is this huge, like um, almost like a transistor radio thing that has this big white cord that goes up from the radio in his pocket. It right. has one of those old earpieces. And I think he's got a club foot too. But anyway, <laughs> I like this one. It's got some interesting uh, – Bronson ingenuity, uh, where he figures out ways to kill people because he doesn't have a gun, nice. and it's got some cool. Um, uh, most of it takes place in Switzerland. It's got some cool uh, car stuff and action, in and you get to see Switzerland, which is really I want to go there. Yeah, so maybe it looks, it's it looks nice. Horror hound, I'll go to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be the same, you know, horror hound Switzerland, you know, same thing. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, and completed the entire season of The Wire with Dominic West. Which season? Or the show, you mean? The whole thing. Oh, nice. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to go on there. Um, I did, and and, and uh, Law and & Order was on last night, and it had, um, it not only had Bunk, but Bunk was um, – Clay Davis, Clay Davis and Bunk were both on Law and Order. <laughs> Clay Davis was the dad that's, she. I think, like, yeah, he killed his son's killer or something or something like that. And Bunk was his defense attorney. So they were both on the same. <laughs> and, and same this this was so good. Uh, like I said, there's so much to go over on it, but I, you know, I won't go too much into it because uh, I think I talked about it some in the solo episodes. Um, I kept thinking it was going to fall off, but it never really fell off for me. I think what helped that show is that they changed focus every season. Yeah. So it wasn't like the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, it, there were certain deaths that really surprised me. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they were, I think it was needed because if they wouldn't have, then it would have just been, you know, chasing, fucking uh 
Stringer Bell or something like that for you know the whole time or so. You know, but I did. I like how they changed it up. I like the um, the uh, personal stuff that they added into it. It didn't get to be too much, but I like in one part I was thinking um, when um, uh, McNulty. You know, he's a total dog. He likes to go around fucking women and everything, and you know, he's a yeah. drunk and everything. And then he kind of has like a, you know, an epiphany and kind of changes his life. And I was like, I hate when shows do that. <laughs> it's like because the show's popular and people start liking the characters that they start making the characters likable. And this, I thought they were going to do that. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, that was the first th- thing I ever saw Idris Elba in. So it like really was shocking when I found out he was British. I was like, whoa, what happened to his accent? Well, yeah, I watched, I had, the first thing I saw him in, he had, uh, he has like a TV show where he's a cop and he's like British and it was on Netflix, I think. And I, when I heard him, I was like, I don't like this. So I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't, you know, I like how he talks, I guess. And I like how in the first episodes, the, like the, 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 uh, vernacular of this people on the street, like they would go in and, and, um, Say they wanted two hamburgers or something like that at some cafeteria, and the guy would point out, "Go, give me two of those shits." They call everything shits. Like if it was diamonds, they'd say, "You know, uh, give me them three shits." And they, everything was shits. I was like, "What the?" You know. Anyway, that's funny. But there's just like a lot of stuff like that. I love bunk. Um, I'm trying to think who else that I really liked. Um, oh, Michael. Of course, What's Clay Davis. Michael. What was his name? Michael Clark. Is that his name? Who do you play? Uh, the guy with the shotgun, the whistle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Omar. Omar. Omar was great. Yeah. Omar. And, and the funny thing is, I watched the same guy in first thing I saw him in. I think was Happen Leonard. Then and he and he was he's gay and Happen Leonard. And then I watched. He's in Boardwalk Empire. He plays Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. And then he is in. He was this. in the. He was in the road. He had a very brief scene in the road. Vigo. The yeah yeah, where they was remember like they meet him in the they meet him in the road and like they take his clothes or something. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen. I saw that one time and it was so depressing. Okay. And, and you know what? I would say I did not not watch it again because it was so depressing. I didn't watch it again because I couldn't stand that kid going Papa 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 Papa. <laughs> I was like, I'd kill if that was my kid, I would have killed him. I would just strangled him. Like there's nobody, nobody else around. And nobody and, would care. Yeah. yeah. You're getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> and I liked uh guy. I remember guy Pierce's um, scene at the very end. And then there was, I think one scene where Vigo and the kid are like hiding and they're hearing these people either get tortured or raped or murdered yeah. or something. They can't do anything. I, that's the only thing. And I thought that was really powerful. And of course, was it Charlize Theron at the beginning? It was his wife. I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, I've only seen it the one time. Also, uh, I watched uh, O.J. Simpson Made in America, which was about like a five thirty for thirty documentary thing put together. I think that had to have been when I was sick because I stayed up all night watching the whole thing. <laughs> it was really good, you know. And uh, he was a fucking narcissistic sociopath, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> It's just, you know, you'd see him 
like really turn on the charm when yeah. the when the cameras were on it, or like when he was around like the country club white people set, and he just and he and these people even like the people in um, uh, what do you call it like a civil rights movement and things like that said he would not do anything to help like black people. He he was just like you know hey I got mine and you know kind of I'm I he wanted to his excuse was that he didn't see race well of course because he was fucking rich but I, and then like the <laughs> stuff about his dad did you know anything about that uh-uh. well i don't know if i should want to tell you but maybe i need to watch it it's it's good it hmm. was on i can't remember if that was on that might, i think that might be on netflix instant too it's really worthwhile it's like my sister started watching that one with cuba gooding jr mm-hmm. as oj and John Travolta and that hideous makeup as Robert Shapiro and shit. <laughs> and she said, somebody else said that on the group that they thought, I don't want to watch this because it wasn't that long ago and I know all about it. But they started watching that and said they, they couldn't stop watching it. Nice. That's how this was because it's very informative. And then I saw some pictures like, Jesus Christ, you know, you would hear things about like the Nicole uh, Brown Simpson mm-hmm. when she got killed. And Jesus, I mean, honest to God, he almost cut her head completely off. Yeah. There was only just like maybe an inch holding her head still under her body. Um, anyway, I watched uh, 1980s The Baltimore Bullet, also on YouTube. Um, there's some good stuff on YouTube if you you know you just look. This was uh, directed by Robert Ellis Miller, and uh, stars James Coburn with some very seven or well, it's 1980s, but 80, but it's like late. 70s early 80s feathered hair nice it's real long like kind of long and covers his big ears um but he's older in this and he's got that big he and burt lancaster should have had a fucking fight uh <laughs> to see who could eat the most corn on the cob because <laughs> they both have these huge toothy smiles this also has a uh omar sharif and bruce Boxleitner, and it's about uh uh pool professional pool hustlers and mm-hmm. tournament players. This is really good because it really has that late seventies, early eighties, uh, misogynistic, uh, humor. <laughs> like, uh, I posted a picture of them in a, in a, uh, a diner and the waitress is leaning over pouring coffee. And she has these two big, huge tits with, uh, yeah. with her, waitress uh, outfit, like unbuttoned down real far. So her tits are like right in, uh, Coburn's coffee it's funny <laughs> anyway but this is it's pretty good it's it's you know i don't know i thought it was funny i yeah, when i started watching i was like is this made for tv but then it was kind of some dirty stuff in it and swearing so um i watched 2016's nocturnal animals i also uh, so watched I, that what was the other tom ford movie i just said i watched was that the one with uh solid or uh the the one yeah the one with colin Firth. Firth. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't even realize that this was the Tom Ford too. I know. I heard. I. I was read that it was Tom Ford, but I was like, "Who's Tom Ford?" Because you guys, you cinemaphiles people, know all this shit, and I've, I'm like <laughs> struggling memory and stuff. Um, this one certainly grabs you from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fucking hell's going on here?" <laughs> okay, but. Um, you kind of have two things going on at the same time. And uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Adams. 
I like this. It was one of the like I've made comments about how I like how unnerved and how unnerved I am about like watching rape stuff mm-hmm. in movies. Um, and that's kind of how this was. But then I'm thinking, you know, while I'm watching it, okay, well, wait a minute, you know, I don't know. I can't say too much because I don't want to give stuff away for people who haven't seen it. It's an interesting um, twi- like take on yeah. on on the like you don't know exactly what all. I mean, I guess you do. Like you, uh, you assume that most of the stuff you're seeing is not reality, right. but has at least maybe some kind of like basis idea. In, what? A ba- like either a basis in reality or. Um, kind of like a Gyllenhaal sort of. It's like autobiographical, but uh, but it's set. It, it, it's at least the emotions involved with it. The right, right. Yeah. But it, but it told in a different kind of story. Kind yeah. of whatever. Like I said, I, it's it's hard to talk about this one because if it's it's a new movie, so if people haven't seen it, and I don't Michael Shannon's awesome in it. Yes, he was one of the best parts. Usually for me, Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I, I'm not saying that he wasn't good in this, but Michael Shannon stole the fucking yeah, show. Yeah, he was really good. And from the commercial, I kept thinking that I was going to see a little bit more Amy Adams. Uh, she had like a sexy dress on in the commercial, but then yeah. it was only a time thing. But she was good. Yeah, um, I liked it too. I, I thought that one, I thought it was pretty good. Not the husband, but the well, yeah. The second guy. Can't remember who played him. Oh wait, fan? the second guy. Which second guy? Are you there? Yeah. Oh, okay, I I just heard a, like a loud click thing. Oh, or not a click, but a thing. Who's the? Se- I don't uh, know. Th- you mean the second guy from the story, or Amy Adams' okay. husband? Her her husband. Oh, I don't know that guy's name. Okay, I, I've I I've it's. Well, and then that Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was in Godzilla and uh, um, that fucking movie with how oh, shit, Desperado, not Desperados. What was the one where they were they grew the best weed in the world? And uh, I don't know. Salma Hayek was the the female drug dealer from South America that wanted to kill him. And anyway, that. but that dude, that uh, what's his name? <laughs> He plays a real shithead, a real asshole in this, and he's good at it because he. I wanted to fucking bash his brains in. Um, I watched Strike Back Origins, which is um, basically the first season of Strike Back that was a British uh, TV show. It was only about like six episodes, and then they made the. I think they went with Cinemax, kind of used that one as like a pilot kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and then. The one on Cinemax was it's uh, definitely a um, it's like a special forces movie with lots of fucking and nudity in it and man ass. Nice. Like the clinching man ass fucking. Oh, yeah. Got that guy, Sullivan Stapleton. He's been in a bunch of stuff, including the sequel to 300. Uh, and he does a lot of butt cheek clinched thrust <laughs> screwing everybody he sees but the original ones which they call strike back origins was um another guy and i had it up there but i'm not going to click on it to fuck my imdb up and it was more tame um it ended up being pretty good when i first started watching it i didn't like it as much because the first or the other strike back is so uh 
raunchy, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> that this was so tame. I was like, eh. But then as I got into it, I, I liked the stories. Um, let's see, moving right along here. John Wick 2 from I 2017. Um, didn't like it as much as the first one. I thought they repeated a lot, uh, a lot of stuff. Not only trying to get the same thing, like you know, in the first one they had the great scene where he's in the uh, discotheque with all the music and all the lights flashing yeah. and the music playing, and he's shooting all these people. Well, it seemed like they did that about three times in this one, and then there was some. John Wick needs to get some new moves because <laughs> he did because they. I mean, it was like two hours long. Which I didn't feel it. Yeah, so it, it, it doesn't have a lot of downtime. Yeah, it went fast. I was sitting there and I was like, Jesus Christ, hell, this fucking thing's two hours and it's almost over. And I feel like I've only been here for, you know, an hour and maybe 20 minutes or something. 23 um, minutes. Hour and 20 Yeah, 23 minutes. minutes. But um, I like how Keanu talks. Um, and I don't know if he is a bad actor or he's doing this on purpose, but he'll like accentuate. He'll say, you, hello, Jimmy. Or he'll say, no, he's always acted like that in, in, in everything he's ever in. He was in, uh, I, I watched neon demon. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and he, would you, did you see that? Yeah. I thought I, I liked him in that. He was menacing, with his <laughs> but he door. still, he still has the same yeah. line delivery pretty much. Uh, whoever they send, I'll, Kill them. <laughs> Kill them all. He really accentuates the first <coughs> consonant of, you know, whatever sense. Hello, Jimmy. Like that. I mean, okay, now, the, the character, the cop Jimmy in the first one, it was kind of cool that they had it, but, you know, did they really need It's like, you know, they were doing a lot of the same stuff yeah. Yeah, anyway, but I liked it. I, the car stuff at the very beginning was just like, Jesus Christ. Now I got lucky. Cause one of my friends told me yesterday, he saw it in the theater. He saw it all the gunfire and all the car stuff. They cranked the speakers up so loud. He said I was, cr- that he was cringing. Yeah. They, the music, the, the audio was way too loud when I saw it in the theater. They really needed to like, it's louder than any movie I've seen. I, I, I go to the movies about once a week right. and that is the fucking loudest movie I've seen in a while. It, it wasn't too bad in the one I went to see. It was like kind of rinky-dink, rinky-dink theater, <laughs> <laughs> which surprised me because this theater has like two big theaters and they have some small ones. Mm-hmm. And this had only been out for like a week and they had it in the small one in the middle of the day. Maybe it's because they didn't expect to have very many people. Yeah. Um, Common does some – he's better than DMX. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. You have uh, – what's his name from The Wire in this? Uh, Lance uh, Reddick who was in the first one. Larry Fishburne kind of is loud, you know. Yeah. Somebody bring <laughs> this man again. So they were doing like kind of the Neo uh, Morpheus, you know. Right? Um, I love the like the network of homeless assassins. <laughs> yeah. Like was almost in it and for actually pretty much like no reason. Except yeah, he's, he's just there's his face for. Like, yeah, there's kind of this people like that you know it's like okay and then this uh i i I swear to god somebody posted on our group a picture of um from raid 2 uh hammer girl and baseball guy Mm -hmm. assassin and i when i was watching this and he was going through the subway 
um, or not the subway, the airport, and all the different kinds of assassins were attacking. I thought, Jesus Christ, they need to have those two show up. How, just, I, how silly was it when he was that the dude after him was up on the like the ramp at, up higher, and they were shooting at each other with the silence? Yeah, <laughs> and then the big sumo guy. But anyway, this was it was worth a watch. Uh, the first one I really loved. This one was you know it was good, but yeah. it wasn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm same page. It was more. Um, if you like the first one, you'll like this one fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch the train again, Frankenheimer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, with Lancaster, Paul Schofield, and Jean Moreau. Uh, love it. Won't go into it again because it's just a good movie. Black and white, gritty. Um, I could watch this one probably about every day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Put it on uh, instead well, of uh, Stern. It is on comcast in demand free movies i guess it's on some mgm channel or something uh they had a couple of those but so i I got to see some lancaster for free which i have that downstairs in a box just you know (laughs) i watched something called girlfriend's day from 2017 on netflix instant and i thought it was like going to be a movie or a series but it seems to be just like a one hour and five minute movie maybe hmm I don't know. It's got the guy that plays Saul on uh, the the lawyer, the drug lawyer that are called Saul. Oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. And uh, Stacy Keach is in it. Amber Tamblin. It's kind of has a feel of. Um, How's Keach looking? I haven't seen him in a while. Very. I mean, he's old, but he was he was very good. Mm. This kind of reminds me of Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Wacko concept like that, but he has writer's block and he's the greatest greeting cards writer of all time. Right. <laughs> and uh, these people are trying to like, they're like, I, I, I need to commission you to write a, write a greeting card and it's got to be the best ever. And it's, it's, it's almost got like a, a, a detective noir kind of a feel to it. It was pretty good. It's like an hour long. It says worth a watch. Uh, maybe. Uh, watched a movie called King Cobra 2016. This is a Justin Kelly written and directed uh, movie. Uh, it's got Christian Slater and Molly Ringwald, um, James Franco, um, and um, oh, so it's recent. Thought, you know, this. I said it was based on a true story, and I think I remember seeing the story on like uh, sixty Minutes or Twenty Twenty or something. It's about a gay male porn star, and the guy is like the Tracy Lords of you know, gay male porn. He was like a real good looking like twink and everybody (laughs) loved him and, you know, and all this stuff. But it, um, it's got a real kind of dark side. And like I said, it's true story of what, what happens and everything. Christian Slater's real good. Um, Franco, you know, (laughs) he's fucking sleazy as shit and a gay porn producer and, you know, lots of gay sex and, porn um it was good i thought it was good let's see indiscretion uh this is a sleazy movie on i think this is on comcast in demand maybe no 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 this was on netflix since the 2016's indiscretion starring mira sorvino and carrie uh elways and i thought this and uh this guy named christopher Backus. so i don't know if he was related to uh, Thurston Howell the Third from Gilligan's Island, uh, Jim Backus, but this guy kind of reminded me of Jesus Christ, 
Ah, fuck it. I can't remember who the hell he reminds me of. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I started watching this and I thought, man, this is going to be sleazy as shit, you know, real thing. And then I saw, I think it said it was like a lifetime fucking movie. Nice. And, and I didn't think it was going to be sleazy enough to suit my palate or to, you know, yeah. um, like the lifetime movies are, uh, it's all sleaze, you know, uh, she's married to like a senator and he fucked around on her and it's in the press, but they've worked it out and they've got a kid. But then she meets this young guy that's an artist and the senator's out of town. So they end up fucking. But the thing is, and I'm thinking Mira Sorvino, like in um, the Son of Sam movie where she's having like a threesome at the <laughs> orgy and all that shit. And I'm like, this will be good, you know, but it's one of those ones that especially now that she's a milf, but like, you know, the guy's fucking her and it's obvious that she says, okay, when you're fucking me, keep your hand on my tit the whole time. So they can't see my right, tit. Right, right. No, just uh, come on, get your head out of your ass. Fucker. <laughs> anyway, but it ended up, it's sleazy and the guy, you know, becomes obsessed and everything. So it's, yeah, for some reason, I like those kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, the submarine kid from 2015. Also Netflix instant. Um, this is a new one. Well, it's 2015, but it was new to me. Uh, written and directed by Eric Billich um, and stars Emil DeRaven, Finn Whitrock, and Nancy Travis. This is, I thought it was very good. It's about a, a guy that comes, a young guy that comes back from like Afghanistan or Iraq. And he comes back, his buddies are there and everything. And it kind of reminds me of that TV show, the new TV show Legion. Uh, I need which to watch is like that. A, it's a good one. I've, I've, I'm caught up on that one. I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But it kind of has that. Um, mm, he has like PTSD, mm-hmm. and like he'll be sitting there talking to somebody, and he'll just look over and he'll see like some, like a Iraqi woman in a burqa. And while they're talking, you know, it's just like he's just like they don't even know it, but he's just like completely coming undone and she's not even there. I mean, it's just like it's it's all about PTSD, but it has a different slant um, in that. Well, first of all, the title, The Submarine Kid, has a two way meaning right uh, in the thing. And it also has to do with comic books. So anyway. It's it's worth a watch. I, I kind of recommend that. Uh, I've been uh, watching the new season of Black Sails. Um, the one thing I will say about this, uh, the first couple of episodes kind of were a little bit draggy. I'm so sick of Eleanor Guthrie. Um, she was hot in the first season or so because she was always getting like fucking somebody and <laughs> getting naked and getting fucked. And, and now she's kind of hooked up with this dude who's like the british navy guy and fuck him and you know and but then when i got to like the episode three all of a sudden all the shit started happening and it just got fucking brutal i mean everything just got brutal as shit i was like oh my god this is just like oh um but there's this character on there named max and she is a um she's one of the main characters she was a, a whore and then she became the head of the whorehouse and became like really too super smart but she talks like this all the time <laughs> you know Blackbeard is going to be coming and when he comes 
I'm going to prepare something that he will never suspect. And she was really hot in the first couple of seasons because she would get naked and do like a lot of lesbian stuff and get fucked a lot. But she's so annoying now. I <laughs> want her. I want somebody to chop her head off, like lop it off. I like the guy Luke Arnold who plays um, somebody. If you haven't watched the show, I won't mention his yeah, name because it. it needs to be a surprise. But when I the first season when I started watching it, I was like, this guy looks like Michael Hutchins from NXS, and he <laughs> played Michael Hutchins in a I think a made for TV NXS nice. movie. Uh, I've been watching this uh, new show called Six. I don't know why I got it. It has um, uh, what's that fucker's name? Walter Goggins. Uh, from uh, Justified and um, what was that other show? Oh, he played. What else other show was that motherfucker in? <laughs> but anyway, this is a it's a History Channel series about the uh, SEAL Team Six, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, he's usually pretty good, so I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna watch this. Um, and it's supposed to be based on their actual missions, you know. <laughs> And you know how I am about like over the Uber, over the top, like patriotic stuff. Well, when I started watching, I was like, man, this is going to suck. It's just kind of like, you know, uh, a uh, recruiting poster for the Navy SEALs, but it's not. And I've started reading some of the reviews and these people fucking that are into that kind of shit hate this mo- this show. I mean, because they said it's probably good then. Yeah, they said it's it's a liberal fucking bunch of bullshit. It makes them all look like assholes and jerks. And I will say this. I never hung around anybody that was like a Navy SEAL, but they really come off as obnoxious uh, <laughs> assholes, like the kind of like uber macho guys that, you know, get drunk and just act like dicks to each other constantly. But there's this one dude in this and he's his um, call sign is bear. I thought this guy has to be like a real Navy SEAL that they gave the role to Mm -hmm. because he's so stiff and he's horrible as an actor, but he's not. So I'm thinking this guy might be a great actor because these guys might be like this. But he – I laugh my ass off. I find myself mimicking him through the – every time he's on screen, he's so horrible. Um, Walter Goggins is like – he's always good, but even in this – like uh, he's their ex-leader who got out for some reason, and then he was a contractor, and he gets kidnapped mm-hmm. uh, by. What's funny is I like how he'll say it's like Boko Haram. He'll say, "We've been kidnapped by Boko Haram," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" So it's. It's almost I want to watch every and it's got a lot of melodrama like about like uh, fucking mm-hmm. uh, women and like wives. Uh, they're, they're like like uh, family lives, which it just makes me laugh. And I probably shouldn't because, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know, but it just it's so stupid, cheesy. Um, watch Run Silent Run Deep. Also Comcast in Demand. Uh, MGM thing. This is Clark Gable and Burt Lancaster, Lancaster, written or directed by Robert Wise. The submarine movie also has uh, Brad Dexter from like Magnificent Seven and uh, Ocean's Eleven. Don Rickles, Jack Warden, uh, Nick Cravat, who was uh, Lancaster's best friend. Great fucking movie. Have you seen that one? I have. It's been a long awesome. time though. Love this fucking movie. Good. One of the best sub movies. Um, 
I've been watching Legion. I'm three episodes in, which is the newest one. I really like it. Uh, I'm getting a lot of, um, I'm, I think, I don't know if they're going to do kind of like a standalone thing and create their own characters, but there's at least two people in this so far that I'm kind of like, is that supposed to be so-and-so, you know? <laughs> uh, because this revolves around the X-Men universe. Legion was a character in X-Men books. Right, right. Uh, kind of on the periphery. And then he was in, I think, New Mutants, but he's, you know, I don't want to go into it because you haven't seen it. Uh, I not, Graham? And I've not read a lot of X-Men. Uh, I'm yeah. So I've been reading... I've been reading X-Men and I'm still, I'm, I'm just started the dark Phoenix stuff. It's all new to you. So that's it's all good. new to me. Um, you're in the heyday, you know, yeah. you're in the real good stuff and, and heading for some other real good stuff. But then you will, I'm trying to think when it is, you will hit a, uh, when X-Men became so popular that there was just a glut and it turned. Oh yeah. Well, when, when there was X force and new mutants yeah. and X-Men well, and was, uncanny X-Men still, and there was still some good stuff when that first started, but then man, now God damn. I mean, I, people got so burned out on X-Men that now the, even they're putting out new books and w- even with Wolverine, it became so over, um, saturated and yeah. overexposed that it's just like god i want anything but x-men i, I tell uh, you what i'm still digging dc's current stuff the rebirth stuff well There's, see the, i've heard that was really uh, that new 52 stuff was kind of like me yeah i mean some of it that was good but i've heard i've been hearing nothing but good stuff about all this new stuff and uh i have been keeping up with um did you finish the Suicide Squad versus Justice League thing? Yes. Okay. Like that, and and I'm and I want to I want to continue on with Justice League. And you know the thing that gets me is if you go from thing to things from another world, and this is just a pricing thing. All new Marvel books are like three dollars and fifty nine fifty four or fifty nine cents a piece. Mm-hmm. But all DC new books are two sixty nine. Oh, weird. It's really it really is weird. Um, but you know, I, I want to read. Um, God damn, just about everything they're putting out, I want to check out. So let's the, see. The new uh, Superman books have been really good. Um, Aquaman has been entertaining. Um, the one of the I, I think I like Batman more than Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with Lex Luthor has been pretty entertaining. As on the crossover, several. Um, yeah. I gave up on Wonder Woman. I was kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was too like, um, uh, like it was focusing more on her kind of being part goddess kind of thing, and not, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was different, but it wasn't really for me. And, and the uh, there was one with the Birds of Prey that I didn't really dig too much, and um, Harley Quinn's solo title was not very good at all. Oh, I thought I got the first one of that, and I was like, I'm not getting any. I thought it just was horrible. Yeah. Um, what about um, like Deathstroke and um, Green Lantern and Death, stuff like that? Uh, uh, the Green Lanterns is okay. Yeah. That's the two that because Hal Jordan left, and he left mm-hmm. these other uh, they, these other two have been tasked, and they never got along. So Hal Jordan only gave them one lantern, mm-hmm. so they have mm-hmm. to like stay together all the time. That one's been pretty good. They're member. They're in the Justice League. Um, I like the one that's in outer space. Like you got like white lanterns involved and Kyle Rayner. And uh, that one's that one, that one's the Hal Jordan and the green lantern Corps. That one's pretty good. And um, green arrow has been good. Um, 
what was the other one you just said? Oh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke, Deathstroke is you got to pay attention to it because it's 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 written almost like cinematically. So mm. there's like it's 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 different. Um, it's pretty good. He there was a there's a a cool little like double issue with him and Superman. Like Superman's like task. So he's he's still like the anti hero type, but like mm-hmm. every time his family sees him they try to kill him, basically. Nice. <laughs> like his his ex wife like and his family. and his uh his daughter and his his and I don't know the background of like his son and everything. I know he has a couple sons also and one of them like I don't know. It's I I don't know the whole background there, but but anyway, I, yeah, I've enjoyed like all of it. They're putting out some good stuff, and they brought fucking Lobo back, which is great because I got so <laughs> tired of people trying to justify the fucking new shit Lobo, where they're like, "Well, the original Lobo was just supposed to be like a parody, and uh, it wasn't really supposed to be." Now this one's even better because he's more realistic, and and I'm like, "Go fuck, fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck you." Batman's, fuck him, fuck I love you. Bat, I loved Batman's solution to get make him stop when the, when yeah. the <laughs> that was awesome. The it's, uh, it's, it's in the Suicide Squad thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's some good shit. And now he's a member of uh, JLA. Just, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, got uh, for five dollars at Walmart uh, the movie Grand Prix uh, two disc uh, like uh, set. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a John Frankenheimer movie starring James Garner, Eva Marie Saint. Yves Monton and um, who has a material Tashiro Mafuni. Um, this is kind of a, well, it's not kind of, it's a uh, car racing movie. Um, got a lot of great fucking coverage. Uh, com- good companion piece with uh, Steve McQueen's movie, Le Mans. And uh, also I haven't watched the other one that I got, which is winner with Paul Newman. All three of those guys were actually really, you know, into car racing. So they all three made their own car race movies. This one is a long fucking movie. I mean, it's like a two disc, uh, uh, movie. Uh, I need, I want to, uh, watch some of the extras on it too. I really liked it. And, um, I, I recommend it. Like I said, it's, it's a, it's got some length to it, cool. but it's worth it. It's one of those ones that starts with, um, uh, um, like the overture and uh then they have uh, like yeah a, yeah like uh where where eagles dare or one of those movies yeah. yeah they have an intermission and everything and so but i i really liked it i would like to see that one on a big screen garner was really good and uh Yves Montand. Montand. uh watch the professionals 1966 richard brooks movie with lancaster, lancaster. lee marvin robert ryan and woody strode that sounds like a good cast yeah, i don't know if i've cool. seen that or not have you not seen it? I don't. I don't. Jack think Palance, so. Claudia Cardinale. Deb, we might have reviewed this. I don't remember. And uh, anyway, and you are a whore. I like when uh, Lee Marvin calls Claudia Cardinale a whore because he's like, "You, madam, you are a whore." Maybe I'll watch that today because I don't remember if I've seen it or not. It's a good one. So anyway, that's one of my favorite westerns. And I've been in a western kind of mood lately. So, uh, Boardwalk Empire just started the fourth season. Um, so I'm about, uh, I think five episodes into the new season of that. Uh, I got some chalky white and, uh, <laughs> done and, uh, done. Well, I thought they were going to have like a, some cuckold action. Well, they did. Um, <laughs> that woman, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? No, I only watched, I didn't finish the first season of it. Okay. Well, anyway, um, my friend and I at work were talking, somehow got on the uh, conversation of cuckold movies. 
like porn movies. Right. And, and we were like, yeah, man, I saw this one. Uh, this hot blonde chick. And then she was with uh, Shane Diesel. And then her husband's this little wimpy <laughs> white guy. And they put a tiny little, he's got like a tiny little penis. And they put like this little, like a metal cage with a, almost like a male chastity belt on his tiny little penis. It's like, like a little catcher's mask. And then she screws <laughs> Shane Diesel and his dick's like as big as my fucking arm. And, and it's just like, and, and they'll make the guy, the, the cuck, they call him the cuck, cuckold yeah. guy. They'll make him put his like face right down by like her ass while the black guys one uh. in and out and shit. And so we were talking about that. And then we were watching um, Boardwalk Empire season four and this one dude who is chalky chalky white is omar from uh you know the wire um his second in command this white lady because this is back in like the prohibition days and um they were kind of like i don't know if it wasn't like the cotton club but there was something like that and she starts coming on to him uh, like uh kind of incognito while her husband's sitting right there and then she so, sent, gives him a note says like meet me here at this hotel room whatever. So they're fucking well then the husband comes in and the husband was this guy that was in the nick and he's a little creep he was a little creep in the nick <laughs> and he pulls a gun out well of course the guy stops and he's like eh. and then the guy's like get back in there and he's like what <laughs> he goes get back in there you know come on and he, of course he's like real racist he's like y'all are just animals do what animals do you can't control yourself now get in there and you know fuck or whatever so it was like man this is like a, we were just talking about cucks and this is a kind of a cuck thing but anyway <laughs> it was funny it wasn't funny what happened but it was funny um watched a mini series um called the game mm-hmm. from what was it, 2014 i think this is uh created by toby wits withouse stars tom hughes and brian cox it's a uh espionage spy thriller uh, I really like that uh, guy, Tom Hughes. He's the lead in it, and he's this young guy that works for, like, MI6 or MI5, whatever, MI. One of them's counterterrorism, the, or counter-espionage, and the other one's espionage. I think MI6 is espionage. That's like James Bond. MI5 is counter-espionage, and that's what they do. Uh, Brian Cox is good, but, man, let me tell you something about him. His face looks like a big fucking fat sponge. <laughs> I, he's got like a pockmarked face anyway, yeah. but he's fat. And when he freaking like leans forward and his neck and his double chin get all bunched up, he's got a beard. But when it gets bunched up, it looks like a, a big fucking like <laughs> pumpkin sized sponge. All the pits and everything get like squeezed. It's a good show though. I like Speaking the- of MI6, the so the the Valiant comic Ninjak or Ninja K Ninjak is uh he's an MI6 agent. But uh, there, have you seen the little, little preview trailer they've done? They're making a little TV show, like uh-huh. a, an online TV show. It's like the Valiant Universe versus Nin, Ninjak. Uh, That's one that it, I kind of really want. Cool. I, I was thinking about checking out. Uh, I never read. Uh, I've read Bloodshot. I've read Harbinger. Um, some. Uh, I read the, every single Valiant title. Like what's uh, the they, two guys, uh, Archer and Armstrong. Archer and Armstrong, and all of these people show up in the trailer for that show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but Ninjak's the only one that I never, I don't know anything about. But anyway, guess what? That was the end of my list. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I won't. I, I obviously won't go through everything that 
I've been watching. I, I've watched. Yeah. I just realized I've watched thirty movies this month. So there you go. Take your time. Um, this is a mega episode that we haven't uh, done a show in. A yeah. While. Um, let's see. I can just go through the list and kind of mention some. The sweet, uh, I watched The Sweet Smell of Success, speaking of oh. Lancaster. Um, I thought that was good. The uh, It's kind of, um, I think it takes, pl- it's only like two nights or something, right? That movie yeah. takes place in. Yeah. And um, some pretty, without saying as much, some pretty racy stuff for being oh, yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. And Lancaster was a big piece of shit. J.J. Hunsucker. You know, I watched that one and I had seen it like several times and then it was only like maybe I think I have it on VHS and I watched it like maybe like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the end, I was like, wait a minute. Were those two kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, well, there's some shitty people in that fucking movie. Yeah. Um, uh, but Tony Curtis was good too. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, let's see what else we talked briefly. We talked about nocturnal animals, neon demon. So I said when I, when I originally posted that I was watching this, that it, that Refn just, it, it's obvious from this that he just doesn't give a shit about making a Hollywood movie. At yeah, all. Uh, this is, this movie is, I mean, it's got a story, but it's really just an exploration of an idea that goes over an hour and 40 minutes or so. And, in true ref and style, there's some definite shocking, uh, gory uh, moments in this. I um, swear, we were talking about Keanu. I felt like his um, uh, screen door, security door on his apartment was like another character. Every time he opens it, it just clangs yeah, and slams. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes him even more menacing. And he I wondered who was always little- in there with him. Like there was always somebody in his apartment watching TV, was, and you know he was, he would yell to them, but you never saw them. It was Jimmy the cop. <laughs> okay. Hello, Jimmy. Um, but this movie, but I, 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 it's one of those like after I finished, it, I'm like I don't know if I even liked that or not. But maybe it was Bodie. <laughs> there you go. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was Bill from Bill and Ted. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bill from uh, Outside the Cinema. <laughs> Maybe it was Bill from Outside the Cinema. <laughs> um, it was, but it's it's a gorgeous movie to look at. It's a good one to like turn on with if you have a nice if you have nice sound and like watch it in the dark because uh, it's I mean it's a beautiful looking movie. It's 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 not a it's it's a it's one you have to stick with though because it's I I, I I'm going to watch it again. Not definitely. for everybody. Not for definitely not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, not a date movie, um, unless she's into that kind of thing. The <laughs> I watched uh, Julieta. This is the newest uh, Almodovar movie, and this was really—I oh. thought this was really good. I think maybe would, this could be considered like lesser Almodovar. It's not as kind of far-reaching and and not as deep, but the characters are all like well done. Um, it's it's not. It has those elements that he likes to toy with of being kind of near trashy, but it's more like it's 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 more uh, drama oriented. It's do, it doesn't have a lot of that ridiculousness that it happens in some of his movies. Any um, name actors or um, the main names. lady is well, she's she's played by two people. There's the there there's the young version and the older version. Emma Suarez and Adriana Ugarte play the play her. Um 
there's the one woman. What is her name? She's in a lot of his stuff. Uh, Rosie De Palma. She's got a she's got a real unique look, like the crooked nose and big teeth. I, I you you'd probably recognize her if you saw her. Rossi or R O S S Y De Palma. She she's she's done a, a lot with him, but she had some good makeup in it. She plays an old housekeeper. This was Julieta. Julieta, yep. Julieta, I'm sorry. Uh, no, there's no other names in it that I recognize. Hmm. But I thought this was really good. I have to check it. Out. Is it just? Is it in the theater or? It was it was a smoky theater watch. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. You know. I haven't been to that one in a while. I haven't either. It was a different smoky <laughs> theater. I don't, I don't know if that. I, don't, I think the original smoky theater might have might have finally gone out of business. But yeah, that's what I kind of heard. I wonder. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but smoky. Um. Let's see. What else have I got here? Oh, okay. Uh, Moonlight. Now, this is the only movie I've watched twice this year. Hmm. It's incredible. Um, now, I've seen La La Land also, which I know might be the favorite. Moonlight needs to be best picture this year. I It, it was my favorite movie of last year that I've seen. Um, I thought it was terrific. And the it's about uh, the... the the main character, it's a, it takes place like three different eras, or not eras, three different like parts of a of a guy's life. Like he's a, a a kid of maybe like nine, and then he's maybe seventeen, and then he's late twenties. Mm-hmm. And it's just he comes from uh they they're in a real poor area of Miami. Uh, his mom is a drug addict, and he. Uh, it's kind of him dealing with that and the fact that he's gay and it's mm-hmm. dangerous for him to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man, it's really good. And it's a definite, like, it's not as, when I when I give those plot points, it's not as, uh, it's not presented as straightforward as that. Right. Um, I thought this, this was Is this really nominated good. for Best Picture? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, it's it's great. It's, it's Are the really Oscars good. tonight? I don't know. I never Today's watched Sunday. them. I don't even know. Um, yeah, Sunday, so maybe it is. I don't know. If yeah, that always shows on a Sunday. Um, Eliminators. Oh, so I watched Eliminators. That's a uh, Scott Adkins and uh, Wade Barrett, the p- former WWE mm. wrestler. It's it's okay. Uh, huh. Straight to video action. I mean, it was it wasn't great. Um, I did watch Hard Target Two. With Scott Atkins and, and, and definitely better, huh. not as good as the original Hard Target, but what well, it is definitely de- definitely better than uh, than Eliminators. I thought Hard Target Two was pretty slick um, for direct to video. Uh, it looked like it had some budget behind it. It got a little too weighted down with quiet moments <laughs> when you just when when it's Hard Target, you just want to see fucking Scott Atkins hunting back the hunters. But Does Scott Atkins have a have a love interest that he needs to protect. It's, I don't know that she's a love interest, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Does he tell her to, to uh, uh, watch flashing her wallet? <laughs> is he, is he, is he like, has anything to do with the Jean-Claude Van Damme's character? Nah, it's just the same story. Uh, oh, he's it's a, the same story? Pretty much. He's a, well, I don't remember, I don't remember. Well, they were hunting ex-vet homeless guy. Okay, so in this one he's a he was a they call him in the in the in the synopsis he's uh 
they say he's a mixed martial art or like MMA, but it, it's really more it's it's really more of a kickboxing thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What what's what was he? <coughs> and, but it's really kickboxing, and he uh, he accidentally. Uh, he has a big fight with his best friend and kills him in the ring by accident. Uh, kicks his fucking head off pretty much. But <laughs> after that, like moves to fucking Thailand. He's an alcoholic. Like he's all fucked up from it. And he's doing like pit fighting in, in Thailand for for like liquor and money. And uh, he's picked up from that. Like, hey, we've got a job for you. It pays a million dollars. A million Turkish lira. Yeah. Um, I have a question while just while I'm thinking of this. Have you seen uh Undisputed 4 Boyka is back or is it out? I don't think it's out. Like I, it's okay. technically it's out somewhere because it came yeah. out like September, but I still don't think it's been released here at all. Like I don't understand I what's going a, on with it. I saw a trailer and it seemed like it had some Christian stuff in it. Oh no. Like he, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what oh, I was kind of like, okay, this isn't going to be like a fucking, what's that douche head fucking guy's uh, name that, uh, oh my God, Kirk Cameron or something made this with, <laughs> 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 it does it doesn't have the, what's his name is the director. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Isaac Florentine. Yeah. It's oh no. Todor Chapkanov. That worries me. Yeah. What else did that fucker do? Probably not much. Um, oh, oh, he was the second unit director on some stuff. Uh, yeah, not, that's, yeah it's, uh, it's not looking good. Oh, I like no. Florentine. Oh, Scott. But, uh, uh, Why do you have to fuck that? I mean, Boyka was the greatest. I mean, it was the fucking most complete fighter <laughs> in the world. Um, but yeah, Hard Target 2 is still def- is, it's definitely worth watching if you like those direct video action movies. Um,. I watched Train to Busan. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? On IMDb, Boyka Undisputed gets a 9.2 uh, out of 10. <laughs> yeah, because like three people have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, come on. And now. they're like Scott Atkins' friends. Wait a minute. No, it says it says 1,930 people have oh. seen it. I don't know where they're. They, it might have got, got, maybe it got released at some like little festivals or something. I think that's Scott Atkins sitting there going, click. Click, yeah. click, <laughs> make a new account. Yeah. Click ten. The uh, box cover art that they have on IMDb is definitely a uh, a uh, Euro movie. Yeah, so I'm not sure where it has played yet, but for people that have seen it. But, um, oh my, straight to DVD. Put the fucking thing out. I know. I don't know. Understand the delay. Uh, Maybe they got the like a, a, a. I was gonna say Yakuza. <laughs> Maybe they got the FSB to uh, produce and uh, promote this movie. What? What kind of? Uh, but like uh, Donald Trump, probably you know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's got some Trump he, money behind it. He might have some pull. <laughs> um, I watched Train to Busan or Busan Hang. Uh, it's a South Korean zombie movie. Yeah, that was a uh, Walmart on the thing. It's really good. Um, oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, it's the zombies are super fast in this one. So if fast zombies bother you, then don't then don't watch it. Um, they don't really. I hear there's a, a, a an animated prequel to this that that doesn't follow the family from Train to Busan. It actually mm-hmm. talks about where how this zombie outbreak started. But this one is completely like a guy who's kind of like 
his wife seems to have left home. He's taking care of his daughter, but he's got this strained relationship with his daughter. She's she's really young. She's like five. And they're traveling. Maybe maybe she's older than that. But they're traveling on the train to Busan to meet up with the wife. Um, I thought this was fantastic. It's a it's a it's just it's very tense, but it's not all a you know as the as the better zombie fi- uh, films do. It doesn't focus completely on them just trying to get away. Who are these people? Oh. Who is this Jack dude with Scott Atkins? You just Scott, sent me? That's from that movie. I was just looking at a picture you sent me from July of like last year. And I think, I don't know if that's Ronnie Garvin pretending to be macho man. And he's got like straw, like for hair. <laughs> it, oh yeah. It says my, and what is that's the, how long? What is going on with, I don't know who's under that, that blanket. We, yeah. That like weird, like, Dressed up like a chair with a KKK hood on. It might be the Canadian Bumblebee, which was a uh, one-man gang. I don't even remember this photo. That's funny that I sent that. I don't either. I mean, it's like, okay, that was like the last thing that, that we sent each other, and that was July, July 24th. 24th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's some two like bodybuilder, gay bodybuilder guys in black and white, like posing and holding hands like they're dancing. The fucking hell is that? When did you? I don't even remember. <laughs> you must have been sending me shit. And I don't even fucking didn't see it or wasn't paying attention or something. That is Warner Warner Jack Jack Lalane and somebody. Oh, Jack Lalane, yeah. With his with his that? cock out, holding hands with somebody else. Oh yeah, <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm gonna have to. While you're talking, I'm gonna be scrolling to see all this shit up here. <laughs> when did I send that one? That one's really old. Let's see. Is the date on that one? Uh, uh, that was before May, so. Yeah, my God, that was a long fucking. Yeah, because there's a zombie tit in there too. <laughs> zombie tit. That was April. That was April. Minnesota man bear pigs. <laughs> Who sent that? Is that me? <laughs> okay, so I got in the I mood to watch. <laughs> I got in the mood to watch some uh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Jimmy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I watched. Um, Shop Around the Corner, little rom-com from 1940. It was all right. Um, but I also watched Fire Creek. Oh, that's a good one. Fire Creek was really good. And that got me in the Western mood. So, But, uh, yeah, uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane was a big piece of shit in that one. And um, Henry uh, Fonda was a piece of shit in that yeah, one. Yeah, Henry, Henry Fonda was, like, back and forth. Like, it seemed like he might, like, turn the corner, and then he's kind of, like, cocky, like, villain, too. So. Yeah, he was uh, and, and Jimmy plays... Johnny Cobb, the just the sheriff in name alone. Uh, I like the character that he played, and there was some uh, there's some good deaths in that one too. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, Jomar. Um, let's see. Back on the list, Mister Fantastic was pretty good. Uh, watched rewatched Hellraiser. Seen that a lot. I watched Contraband. Contraband is um, a Lucio Fulci. Uh, Euro crime movie, which is kind of a weird combo. Hmm. Um, the story was okay, it but it has a lot of like. So when when the the mafia it like threatens or uh, tortures some girl with uh, I don't remember if it was with a with a with fire or something like a hot poker uh, or something, but they literally blood, like focus on it and show her face fucking like melting basically. <laughs> is yeah. it the Fabio testicles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was all right. I mean, it was it, it definitely 
focused a lot on the violence that some of these don't. So, uh, but to, which, which was Fulci was about in that era anyway. This is right around the time Zombie was released. Also, mm. uh, I watched the Shootist with uh, with. Um, Oh my God! I just John Wayne. Wow, <laughs> where did my brain just go? Um, Peter North. <laughs> it just totally abandoned me all of a sudden. This was. Uh, I like this a lot. The Lauren Bacall. Uh, let's see, Don Siegel directed. Well, yeah, he was. Don like, Siegel. What else did he do around this time? Like do some Steve McQueen movies. Yeah. He did Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, Dirty Harry. Duh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I found out later that... Oh, you know what? What made me watch this was that Jimmy Stewart was in this, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cherie North, who was... Oh, yeah, she was always hot. Right. She was in um, another one I watched that you recommended, The Gypsy Moths. Mm-hmm. Um, Gypsy Moths that- is interesting. It's a skydiving movie starring Burt Lancaster and uh, Gene Hackman. <laughs> so it, it sounded like a weird comment. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, Why does he keep recommending this piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. This is good. And it was, uh, you get to see uh, Lancaster get some uh, uh, MILF boobies. Yeah, maybe um, Gilf movie. Or Gilf, uh, she was, they were both pretty old. Yeah. Um, and nude. Very, it definitely had a, a 60s feel to it, and Hackman was really good at it. I thought this is it was directed by John Frankenheimer, another well, we did Ronan, but yeah, he's done a lot of shit too. I like in uh, The Shootist when uh, Lauren McCall and John Wayne are sitting around the piano and they sing, Oh, Willow, Tit Willow, Tit Willow <laughs> says I. I like he's well, such an asshole to fucking Bacall. He was like, brush my suit. <laughs> like, when it, it, you, also, it was like a uh, kind of sort of like an homage to some of the old um, Western because he had Richard Boone. Mm-hmm. You had the guy. What's his name? I can't remember what his name was. He played Wyatt Earp in uh, the TV show Wyatt Earp. He was the, the gambler guy that the, the oh, what was his name? And then uh, who was the other guy? There was like three. Old kind of villains. Uh, John Carradine was in it. Yeah. And then Jimmy Stewart. I mean, you had a lot of that. It was like the end of the Old West. Yeah. And then Ron Howard played the the kid. Opie Cunningham. uh, Brief Encounter I watched, a David Lean movie, uh, a kind of a drama, a a dramedy. Uh, No, 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 not dramedy. No comedy in this. Uh, It's kind of depressing. Um, The, uh, about a couple that keeps meeting at a train station um it's about it's about infidelity and these two both are married but every thursday they go to this town and they end up meeting and um i thought it was really good uh not starring anybody i'd ever heard of but apparently this is a classic and i'd never seen it before what's it called uh brief encounter did i oh did i miss the title no i think you said it. Uh, oh brief encounter it's it's uh definitely worth seeing that's short little movie I like Trevor Howard. Um, Moonlight I talked about. Let's see what else is on my list here. Hardcore Paul Schrader movie. Uh, like that a lot. It was pretty good. Oh, I went and saw Split at the theater. Mm. The new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, James McAvoy is fucking like out of control in this movie. 
he, I like this. I actually like this movie. It's uh, the trailer looked fucking like I was like, oh god. Yeah, he play. He has a multiple personality. He plays like ten different like personalities in this movie, and he's a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's I. It's tense. I, I like I like this quite a bit, and he. Um, it doesn't have really that the supernatural twist that a lot of his movies take. It's a, it's it felt more straightforward. Um, definitely worth seeing if you want. Well, I've a heard a lot of people fucking when I put down the uh, the thing on GGTMC like movies that you don't recommend that uh-huh. you've seen recently, and that one was on there like over and over and over. I liked it. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I, <laughs> well, I, that's I, fine. I, I mean, it's just like Jesus Christ because. I kept thinking, okay, what's this split that everybody keeps saying that sucked? And then I I remembered seeing the trailer and even showing my friend going, hey, check this out. Man, this looks fucking weird as shit. Yeah, I didn't think it sucked at all. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I watched the Spike I Lee. Will, what? I will be the decider. You will be the decider. Yes. What you say goes. Uh, I watched the Spike Lee old boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been long enough that I've not – that I'd – seen the Korean old boy that I'd probably had a good separation, but I don't, I, this, it, it just felt, this movie felt uninspired for some reason. Like, I don't know. It was, it had a weird feel. Just kind of shot for shot, the same fucking movie. Yeah. So. But like shot for shot and not as impressive at all, like in any way. And like, it's a weird movie for Spike Lee to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Spike Lee. Now that I, now that I think about it, isn't it? Yeah. Spike Lee. Well, you know, they said at one time Will Smith was going to be the fucking star of that. That would be weird, too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize Elizabeth Olsen got completely naked in it, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Other than that, (laughs) what'd you say? (laughs) Nothing. I don't want to give anything away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know. You could skip it, honestly. It's it's fine. It was on, uh, what the fuck's that? Goddamn crackle! <laughs> oh yeah, crackle. It's on crackle all where the there's time. like 14 ads during the movie. <laughs> 14 more than that, and they put it right in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. I love crackle. <laughs> I tried watching a Godzilla movie on there once, and like Jesus Christ, I can't. It's watch hilarious. Uh, One-eyed Jacks. That was Jack. pretty awesome. Uh, Marlon Brando. I don't know if he wrote it. Definitely directed it and starred in it. And Carl Malden. Uh, talk about fucking opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Brando's fucking just like smoldering in this movie and Malden's giant nose. And <laughs> uh, uh, Brando was like on the verge of starting to get fat. Yeah. Because like there's some scenes where he's laying on the ground on this ridge, like looking to see if the posse's chasing him and his ass looks huge, <laughs> but he's, but he's still, he's still not fat. Yeah. But he's, he's starting. You can start to see that he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, well, you don't have to when you're fucking Marlon Brando, I guess. Yeah, don't be doing her like that. Um, but this is I mean, definitely definitely a classic western. It was in my my little run of westerns. Oh, I did. I watched Rancho Deluxe also, which I did not think was great, but it was pretty good. That um, was kind of funny. But uh, One Eyed Jacks has some really nicely shot stuff, and um, I while I was watching it, I was trying to think. I don't. I couldn't recall any other Western I had seen that took place on a coast. Yeah, yeah. 
Is it like California? Yeah, yeah it's like it's it's yeah. um, Monterey, California, mm-hmm. and like right on the border with Mexico, and they're 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 at the ocean part of it. Which I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And Ben Johnson hated this sitting there watching them waves flopping in. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> he was going nuts. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Majestic, I watched one afternoon. Pretty good. Soylent Green, I watched. I'd never seen this. Eh, I don't know. Eh. Would you rather have watermelons or uh, Soylent Green? <laughs> yeah. I always liked that the, like, the thing was for the cops to like steal shit from crime scenes. Like watermelons are people. Yeah, the that was pretty funny. I was like, did the did the villains really think they were hurting him too much by shooting? Yeah, watermelon. That, like, that was like almost obscene, though. I mean, it was like even though you knew it was watermelons, it was like, oh my god. I mean, it, it, for some reason, <laughs> when they were shooting up those watermelons and they were just like exploding or anything, I just started thinking like you know blood and guts. Yeah, but and they I, and it was funny. She's like, oh, there's a lot here that are fine. I'm like, of course, there's a fucking like mountain yeah. of watermelons. They shot like a hundred of them. And then I like when. Uh, Bronson fucking uses the butt of that shotgun and hits Paul Cosler right in the nuts with it. Like he's got him like getting up on like a uh, sitting on the car or something and he fucking hits him in the balls. Yeah. Like <laughs> with his legs spread or something. Uh let's so, see. Um uh, <laughs> went and saw a Lego Batman movie. Uh if you like the Lego movie, you'll like this. I didn't think it was as good as the Lego movie. Um but there's a so many DC people that show up in it uh, uh, the superman was pretty funny like going on a talk show and like drinking coffee and talking about zod and the phantom zone and stuff um and the uh the joker batman relationship was pretty funny it's a it's a definite ch- tongue-in-cheek and it's the batman character taken from the original lego movie and just given his own movie um but but pretty good and uh, uh the the robin character was really funny too um, uh, I watched the. Was it better than Batman versus Superman? Uh, probably. I st- I think I I'm pretty sure I watched Batman versus Superman again. By the way, in the last couple months. <laughs> and Suicide Squad. I think I watched that you, last month. Do you think that Ben Affleck is the best Batman ever? He, I, I tell you what, he's pretty good as Batman. Uh, you think he's better than Bale? No, I mean, the, yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't know that. The, I don't know if that's that's the case. I think he is a better Bruce Wayne than Bale. I don't. Know. I like Bale. I think he's funny. <laughs> I mean, maybe um, he's not supposed to be. Maybe that's the point. But I watched I, the two because of Logan's opening soon, so I watched the two Wolverine movies. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine from two thousand eight or two thousand nine, one of the two, and the Wolverine from twenty thirteen. And man, talk about night and day. Like I was watching, so really, I was really into X Men Origins Wolverine at the beginning because they show him like through time, him and his brother uh, fighting uh, like Revolutionary War and getting shot by cannons and shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, it just, yeah. And I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with the Deadpool thing. That was really weird. Like they, I mean, I'm I. I'm not one of those guys. Like I'm, I'm fine when they want to kind of take liberties with a comic book or whatever. But like that made no sense. And you know it's bad when fucking they they're even they even make fun of it in the Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, what a weird choice that was. Yeah. Nobody liked that. Um. But then the Wolverine takes place in Japan. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. 
I like, I mean, I don't say awesome, but I mean, definitely way step up from the other one. So it got me, I was kind of like deflated after watching. And then I immediately watched the Wolverine right afterwards. Um, it got, got, definitely got me more amped for watching, uh, Logan, um, which opens this Friday, I think. And it's a hard R. I, I, if I don't know what the rating of the Wolverine was, if it wasn't a hard R, I don't know, you know, yeah. It definitely uh, had a lot of. That's what one thing uh, me and El Goro were talking about because he's a big Wolverine fan. Mm-hmm. Is you know if you're going to make a Wolverine movie and he's got these adamantium claws and he's fighting humans, you got to have some fucking gore and shit. I mean, he's stabbing people and killing them. Yeah, they cut out. I, t- I looked like maybe to save rating, they did cut out a lot. Like they, it wasn't super bloody, right? Uh, with the exception of a few scenes. But he was still stabbing people. Still stabbing the shit out of people and slashing and and like him, he would get slashed up a lot. Mm. Um, but like the dude, like the ninja getting run over by the fucking snow machine or whatever, like spraying <laughs> guts everywhere, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, then uh, I forgot to. I don't know when I watched this. Uh, I watched the new. Um, uh, J- uh, Jim Jarmusch movie Patterson. A very quiet movie, uh, but it's one of those movies that kind of speaks to me because uh, it's like this—he's a bus driver. It's the this is the guy. Adam Driver is the main guy in it. Okay. Um, Kylo Ren. Um, he's a bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey. His name's Patterson, and but he's a po- he's a poet and just writes in his little book, and he has this like very just mundane life but he's this like, great poet you know and kind of keeps it to himself never really does anything with it and his girlfriend's the complete opposite and she's kind of annoying are, are you a great poet uh, no i'm not at all but just the mundane life part. right yeah the okay. the it's a, it's one of those <laughs> self-reflective movies for me because it's like you know you have this you have this kind of you have these passions on the side and then you have your everyday life that seems completely different and then you have his girlfriend, Laura, who is, she maybe isn't so talented creatively, but puts herself out there all the time and is kind of uh, uh, flighty. She's like, oh, I need a guitar because Esteban's going to teach me how to play or <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was really good. It's a, it's um, definitely definitely worth seeing. Might check that one out. Was that a smoky theater? Yeah, yeah, it was a smoky theater. It just nice. it just left the 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 legit theater. So, oh, okay. Um, and the only other thing, late last night, I watched uh, the new movie uh, by Todd Solondz called Wiener Dog. Uh, <laughs> this, this is on Prime Video. Um, the the synopsis is a dachshund passes from oddball owner to oddball oddball owner whose radically dysfunctional lives are all impacted by the pooch. Um, <laughs> so the first one is like it's like there's a it's a weird kind of like a uh, new age liberal family with a kid who <laughs> <laughs> who who um you know they do yoga and have this nice like architecturally beautiful house and all this stuff but uh. And the, they adopt this. Like the movie opens with this guy on a farm or something. He ta- he's bringing out the wiener dog in a cage, puts him in the back of a truck, and then like that's the whole thing. Like he he apparently is getting rid of the dog. They don't really say why. This family adopts him, and the wiener dog is just kind of like 
the connect is four different, I think four, one, two, four different stories. And the wiener dog is just, is just the, the, the connecting thing between them. The four stories have nothing to do with each other. Otherwise, um, Greta Gerwig and, uh, the, one of the Culkin brothers, Kieran Culkin have a, have a story. Um, Julie Delpy's in the first one. Uh, the third story is a Danny DeVito is a screenwriter that works at a, like a, some kind of film school or something. I uh, like that Greta Gerwig. Ger- Gerwig. She's really awkward in this. Uh, she was good. Oh, I love her. She's, yeah. I love her awkwardness. And then Ellen Burstyn is the last dog owner. Uh, love Ellen Burstyn too. This is a good movie. I liked it a lot. It's, it's weird. It's funny. Um, kind of depressing. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to maybe read a little bit of how people kind of analyze this movie too. So I, 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 it's it's a good one, definitely. I gotta write that one down. Yeah, Wiener Dog. It's on it's on Amazon. I think you have my login, right? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, but that was that was February. Wiener Dog, Wiener Dog. That's almost the song they sing in it. I know the trailer song. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> Wiener. Wiener dog. And what was the one with Kylo Ren? Patterson. P-A-T-E-R-S-O-N. Okay, let me see what also is. worth checking out. Oot. <laughs> All right. That might have been our longest intro ever. So, I... <laughs> yeah, well, I will say this. The, the, it needs to be the longest because we're going to now review two movies that we haven't seen in like a year. <laughs> yeah. And then we might not record again for eight months. So, so now nah, maybe we'll be like, back. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll we, never, know. never know. But oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm five cups of coffee in, so I need to go take a poop and uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll be right back with what, what movie do you want to do first? Well, let's get the let's get the uh, the good one, the legendary, out of the way. Yes, we'll we'll have glowing reviews of legendary uh, right after this break. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk. Their past glory is a distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shone from their square jaws only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. Sitting here, beating on my trumpet. 
with all these promises you left for me. All right, back from break. I didn't poop after all, so I might have to like stop suddenly in the middle of recording. But I am recording now. That was weird. It's like I started filming, or started recording that break, and then like it just kind of gave up after a few seconds. It looked like it was just playing after that. I'm like, that's unusual. So hopefully this is working now. Anyway, uh, our first movie to talk about in our legendary episode 200 <laughs> is the Dolph Lundgren, Scott Atkins. Directed by Eric Stiles' masterpiece on Netflix Instant, Legendary of 2013. Um, as we said earlier, um, we haven't watched these in about six weeks or so, a month and a half. Uh, so, and I, I only took about three notes on it, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I was uh, playing a game or something at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, the, the synopsis, let me get my, it's been a while since I've done it. My synopsis voice written by anonymous Travis and his team travel to China in search of what isn't supposed to exist. Their mission to capture a cryptid, a cryptid, which, why is that capitalized? Which is wreaking havoc in a remote village, and they need to do this before it is killed by Harker, the legendary bounty hunter. So you have <laughs> Dolph Lundgren as... So, I take it anonymous was Scott Adkins. <laughs> so you got uh, Dolph Lundgren plays Harker. Uh, Harker is... So they're both, I guess, cryptozoologists of sorts. Except Scott Adkins is on the science side of things. Like, we got to study these strange and unusual beasts that nobody ever sees. And Dolph Lundgren's like, we got to kill these strange and unusual, unusual beasts that nobody ever sees. Uh, so that's kind of their their that's kind of the impetus of the movie there. Um, and my my first note spoke too soon. My first note is Dolph and Scott Adkins as cryptozoologists. How could this be bad? <laughs> yeah. Because we got a bait and switch. Yeah. The reason that I recommended this, I hadn't seen it, of course, but I just thought, okay, when we were talking what we were going to review, I said, check this out. Dolph Lundgren, it's a Dolph Lundgren movie where he plays a cryptozoologist. Right. And then we were like, fuck, man, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> he's not even a cryptozoologist. He's like a hunter. He's like a big game hunter. And yeah, big game hunter. Yeah. He plays a dick. Instead of, you know. About the, usual, the usual Dolph hero. Right. He's back to uh, villain mode in this one. Yeah. And Dol uh, this is about, besides him being a villain, this is about the role you expect for Dolph these days. He's not like, not he's, it's not as action-y on his part as some of his other stuff, but he's still kind of the same Dolph that you've seen in recent it's years. Slow. But Scott Adkins is a total waste in this movie. Well, there was a reason for that. I guess they said that, I don't know if it was the movie that he made before that or if it was a, a an accumulation of he was like really beat up and uh, injured. And so he chose this movie because he didn't want to have to do anything that was going to be like all the Yeah, I don't I don't think he did any what did he even fight once in this movie? I don't think so. Yeah, there's no no fighting scenes that I I can think of. A lot I mean Scott Atkins with a 
I don't even remember if he used a pistol in this movie. He's kind of like the professor on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. And so he's he's out to protect the <laughs> to protect these things and study them. And him and Dolph are kind of in a race. And they 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 set it up at the beginning. Um I don't know. Do you want to let me go? Let me let's let you go in because I hardly have anything, and I'll be done. I was going to say if you want to go ahead and read your three notes. <laughs> well, I'm kind of remembering, but you can go ahead and start, and then I'll kind of just put, I'll I'll kind of just putter in there. Okay. Well, like Dolph, uh, one of the reasons that I thought, okay, first of all, I thought Dolph was going to be the cryptozoologist, but you know, he's supposed to be this really you know intelligent guy in real life, you know, a chemical engineer and all this shit. But it ended up going the other way. But, you know, okay, Scott Adkins and Dolph Lundgren, you know, how can you go wrong? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but it, it, well, another reason was I, I uh, another cryptozoologist movie that I really liked that was kind of tongue-in-cheek and funny was Incident at Loch Ness with uh, Werner Herzog. It was kind of a parody where Werner Herzog plays himself. And this guy wants to – I can't remember who it was. It was a famous director – I don't know if it was that douche that did the X-Men movies or Brian Singer or who the fuck it was. But anyway, um, and they have Werner Herzog. He talks him into doing a documentary about Loch Ness and it, and then kind of tries to set it up like uh, with a, uh, a fake Loch Ness monster, kind of making a fake, re- uh, fake reality show documentary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so I thought it was kind of maybe would be – fun or funny or whatever you know maybe some action i don't know and um unfortunately yeah unfortunately. <laughs> but um it seemed to me like they were what they were going for in this was like an old school kind of a i don't know maybe like a early late or like a 50s early 1960s like kind a of a movie sort of monster movie yeah and it was pretty tame so i believe from from what i from what it seemed like to me um this was a um, uh, made for like more for I, I don't know if I should say for kids, but it was it was, you know, kind of more along that lines. Plus, I think in the end they were it, it almost came off like it might be either a pilot. They were thinking about making a, like a pilot for a TV show or uh, like doing just like a series of these movies. Yeah. And um, the adventures of what's his name, uh, Travis Preston. Travis. So anyway, Travis is out there, you know, and 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 it also <laughs> gives uh, Scott Atkins a a chance to show that he's not just a martial artist, and that and that he is uh, <laughs> has classic film, you know, uh, good looks, and can be like a like a Gregory Peck kind mm-hmm. of a do something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess you know <laughs> the poor man's poor man's Gregory Peck. <laughs> um, Very poor. I one of my notes. Okay, well, so first of anyway, anyway, um, there's like a uh, this this is place like takes place in China. Yeah, well, it's, it opens. I don't know if they're in Canada or what, but they're like hunting some prehistoric bear or something. Yeah, and they, they're teamed up, <laughs> and this is kind of the this is kind of the falling out is that. Uh, Dolph ends up shooting the bear w- during this whole, like he, he's, he, I don't know. Like that seems to be, you'd think with as smart and as experienced as Scott Atkins character is supposed to be that he maybe would have known uh, Dolph's character's uh, leanings and not pat him on his team in the first place. But maybe you know, this, you had, 
Maybe this you takes place have, far enough in the past where uh, he didn't hadn't started doing all that yet. Right. Well, Scott Adkins is a liberal tree hugging pussy in this. Yeah. He's a real man. He's a conservative. He's a hunter. He's an NRA kind of guy. Yeah. And um, now, to be honest with you, I mean, there are some scenes in this where, you know, like these beasts are pretty fucking big and they're going to chomp on somebody or something. And, you know, it gets, you know, you, no matter what, you, you don't want to kill this giant rare endangered not even an age oh he doesn't even kill the bear i forgot uh that's my note like he, he just like the bear just like walks away after after like gutting some kid but they yeah but they get you know they they kind of uh, i think dolph's kind of like a realistic guy where he's like you know listen you're gonna have to if i have to kill this motherfucker i'm gonna kill him and um scott Atkins is like you know listen you know it's it's so rare you know you can't kill it because you know whatever and um <laughs> I, I, one of my notes was that Dolph always kind of seems a little drunk. Well, he uh, does walk around drinking whiskey, so. And, yeah, and then after the fact, he his character does, yeah, have a flask, and he's always whipping it out and drinking it. So I wonder if because Dolph is really drunk during the making of this movie, they said, give this guy a flask and we'll make it part <laughs> of it. I don't know. I, don't, I wonder if Dolph even, uh, he seems like he might be pretty clean. Yeah, maybe he, you know, because he's always posting he's like, like healthy whatever. shit and like him working out naked on the beach and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when he's on the beach with his little pecker hanging out. <laughs> now, there's a pipeline in I think China. So that's one thing about this movie. They must have had some. It's kind of like a Boyka, where they get they must get like some government money or something or get to do it on the yeah. cheap. Because uh, I think they maybe did shoot this in China, <laughs> and um, maybe so it, it like, could have been Hong Kong or something. Yeah, but um, they, they, they um or Malaysia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look it up so while you're they, talking. You get the you get the locations. You get to go and see some of that stuff, which is kind of cool. Uh, for, and I'm looking for like a, uh, what's a fucking speck of sugar in a in a pile of fucking shit. Um, <laughs> so they. Dolph and uh, Scott Adkins have a falling out about the bear thing. But then when Scott Adkins, he hears about this, um, this, you know, like a, this beast, whatever it is, it's, it's almost like a Loch Ness monster kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, a big lizard kind of thing. And they're like, okay, you know, this thing has been menacing these people. And is it real? Or, you know, it's like the cryptozoologist thing. Is it real or is it, is it bullshit, just legend? And so they go over there, or is it legendary? And they go over there. It was filmed in Beijing. Yeah, see, and they they they, they get um, um, he takes his team and he has this like kind of geek squad, um, <laughs> fucking nerds. Yeah, and they go over there and they're going to try and uh, see if they can actually find this thing and maybe even capture it, but definitely get get it on record whether it's it's real or not. Now, when they go over there, of course, right off the bat, they run into. Uh, they go to the company and the company's kind of like, you know, like it's like almost like a fracking company or mm-hmm. something where, you know, we don't want you liberal fucking science pussies around here and you fucking snowflakes, yeah, except they're saying it in Chinese. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden here comes fucking big uh, Dolph, you know, who, I mean, the guy just looks fantastic. I mean, no matter what, even in this movie, his hair, even though he's a big giant lurch, like kind of guy, he's <laughs> fucking good looking guy for his age. He's in good shape. I liked his, uh, outdoor hunting kind of attire. 
and he's always got like a, a you know cigar in his mouth and a and a and um has that flask and everything. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like a, a a macho man's man, where Scott Adkins is like this um, um, wimpy loser science pussy, uh, liberal hippie. <laughs> Although, this, but it, I, I feel really, like that character could have been, I mean, uh, that actor could have been definitely somebody different. It didn't well, have to be Scott Adkins. But I think Scott Adkins, he seems like the kind of guy that's getting all this shit made, like all these straight, to, he, he has a connections or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, of course, if they would have gotten like Hugh Jackman or something like that, <laughs> it would have been a little bit of a different movie and it would have cost a lot more. Vigo. Works pretty cheap. Bit of a good Vigo but, role. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, Vigo and Dolph, mm-hmm. except they kind of look like they might be like brothers or something. <laughs> yeah, they got that Eastern European look. So he shows up, and while he's sitting there saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody. We just want to see if we, you know, this is a, a science, this could be the scientific find of a of the century and everything, and a hair fucking walks out Dolph. Like, you know, kind of strutting out like, uh, hey, Travis, what's going on? You know, what are you, you're here, but I'm here already. And, and I'm, I'm going to kill the shit out of this thing. Yeah, they hire him like as a mercenary to, to, um, to as like a protection, like body, like a bodyguard, kind of a mercenary. They got like a, pers- it's like a mining company or something. And this, yeah. this, this giant lizard beast keeps eating employees. Yeah, he just jumps them down. <laughs> But all they find is, for the mo- for the mo- most part of the first part of the movie, you find these big uh, like uh, uh, footprints in the mud, or they'll you'll see the tail, yeah, kind of going into the water or sliding into the water or like through the brush. You kind of maybe see something moving. Well, then it ends up <laughs> he of course Scott Adkins meets some Chinese girl who works. I think she works for the company or works for like uh, EPA or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese? Do they? Do the communists have EPA? Uh, probably some, not. <laughs> well, somebody was telling me the other day. Well, China's not even communist anymore, and it's like, well, then you go over there and live and see how much you like. It. Yeah. So anyway, um, which yeah, you know, live over here under fascism, it's much better. Um, <laughs> so she kind of starts helping Scott, and there's a little bit of a romantic thing. Like I said, it almost kind of has the feel of a of a straightforward. Um, you know, that, that Peter Jackson King Kong movie was on last night and it sort of has that kind of mm-hmm. feel, um, uh, where you expect Ray, Ray, uh, Harryhausen to fucking, you know, have the claymation things, which the CGI was kind of almost like that. They oh, might as well. the CGI was really bad in this. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, the, the, the beast, um, looks kind of like a, a gecko, except it's really giant. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, not like a scary gecko. I mean, you know, they—I they, would thought they could have made it something scarier. Yeah, give us some uh, fucking big scales or some spikes or something. I mean, Jesus. yeah, it, it, <laughs> that was actually one of my notes. I said the lizard kind of looks like a happy gecko under the underwater. And wasn't there more than one? Yeah, <laughs> by the end, you you get a little reveal there. Spoiler alert: there's more than oh, one. Sorry, but I mean, it was kind of like the the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. If that gives you any idea what's going on. God, I still need to see that new one that I walked out on. Was that remember, the one? Do you remember me doing that? <laughs> that was the newest one. Yeah, the Sheen Godzilla, where uh, the fucking they only it only played twice here, mm-hmm. and it was the theater was so full 
that I ended up sitting between two people and one guy was just like sniffing like crazy and the other girl was fucking eating like the loudest bag of potato chips. So I fucking just got up and left. I couldn't stand it. You got disgusted. It wasn't because the movie was bad. You just got disgusted. Yeah, the movie was fine. Yeah, I need to watch oh, it. Humanity. I need to find it and watch it, yeah. Well, you know when I was talking about like the people that lit the, the, the deer on fire? That's kind of like those people. It's, <laughs> it's just like when you're not – when you don't go out into humanity that much. The other day when I went to see John Wick, that was probably the first time I have been out uh, like during the day. <laughs> In sunlight. Like, yeah. In so long. And, and when I was driving home, I mean I live out in the fucking country and shit, you know. Was, uh, and – just coming back from the movie theater from seven o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night when I'm driving, there's not a car on the fucking road. Hardly. I mean, you know, yeah. I go to see that fucking movie. And when I got out, the whole Walmart parking lot is just jam packed, completely full on a weekday there. There's like five people. Then I'm driving home and there's just cars everywhere. It's school buses. And, oh, and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> fuck me. Get me home. So, <laughs> fuck me. I was yelling out at the girl that was walking down the road. <laughs> uh, so, um, you have the Scott with the help of his new f- friend, who's pretty good looking, you know, Chinese lady. And um, she's going to help him kind of infiltrate Dolph's uh, uh, domain within the camp of the mining company. Yeah. Remember that. And they go in there and, and, and that's, this is the one thing. Okay. Even though Dolph was um, like a hired gun for the mining company, I thought he was kind of more of a hired, hired gun, like Hunter, like Willem Dafoe in the movie, um, the Hunter. Yeah. Um, where he's there to kill the beast. But I mean, he's almost like ready, willing and able to kill these people. <laughs> but I guess fuck. he's, Sort of, sort of, kind of, you know, you're kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Does he hate him? Is he that big of a piece of shit that he's going to kill these people for just trying to, you know, find this thing or, you know, but I guess he works for the company. He's kind of a gun thug. If you go back to Mate Wan when they were talking about bringing in the gun thugs. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I have some other, uh, I have a, uh, a I, I, I just, uh, here's my, uh, my behind the scenes. I'm done with my notes. <laughs> Are you done with your notes? All right. Okay. Um, I have a note that says Dolph rules because even if he's in a <laughs> shitty movie, I just like the way he looks and the way he carries yeah, himself. Yeah. You can kind of tell that he doesn't, you know, I wouldn't say that he doesn't give a shit, but that he's just kind of having fun with this. Yeah. Um, I've seen some stills of some new zombie movie he's doing. It's got to be better than that other fucking one that robots. Oh God. It's the worst Dolph movie ever. Well, I don't, um, know. I don't know if it, I don't know if it has to be better, but hopefully it is. Oh, that, that was, I, and, th- and when I saw the trailer to that one, I thought, man, that looks good. Yeah. Um, they take every good scene out of the movie to make the trailer. Yeah. Uh, Dolph, one of the quotes that Dolph says in this movie is, <clears throat> a lion doesn't care about lambs. <laughs> so, you know, he's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> and, so that's kind of how he looks. He's, he's alpha male times 10, which in real life, he's kind of like alpha male times 10. Whereas Vigo is more like the Scott Adkins character. He's a poet. He likes to sing and play guitar and, <laughs> and, uh, and he's, he can write and he's an artist. I like Vigo. Um, Did you see the Mr. Fantastic movie? Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic, sorry. I loved that movie, and Emily and them were just giving it all kinds of shit. 
I didn't. Same I didn't. Show, I liked it, but yeah, that made I really, me. I really liked it, and she. Uh, her thing was, she goes, "Well, uh, see, let's like when you watch a movie, like I watched that, and I was like, man, I really like that. I bought it, and I watched it like about three times, and I, <laughs> I liked some of the funny stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I liked this, the, 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 um, the, the story that they told, and and what it was trying to say, and then I see just a couple of people talking shit on it, and like Emily said, well, like. You know, well, which side were you on? Were you on the Franklin Jella side or the Vigo side? And I was like, I just watched the movie. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I mean, I wasn't on either. I, I, that's what I said. Do I have to pick sides? You know, I think that was kind of like the point that there were, you know, good and bad on both. But anyway, yeah. and then and then it's kind of like, okay, I don't want to. If I go see something cold, now I've went to see things cold, and like when the first time I saw Drive, I didn't. I wasn't as into it as you guys were but yeah. then when i watched it again i was like man i really like this and then i as the more i watched it the more i liked I it i watched that again a few weeks ago too and um but in the opposite direction if i go see something and my first thing when i go see it when i walk out of the theater is like man i love that mm-hmm. then i don't want to fucking sit there and just rip it apart because some of the things that she was probably saying as far as um why she didn't like it you know, I'm not saying that they didn't make sense or whatever, but I just I liked it for what it was, and then to have somebody tell me why I shouldn't like it, and here are step by step the reasons. <laughs> I was kind of like, eh, you know. I mean, and like I said, that's what we all do when we watch movies. We criticize. I know. Them. We there it's might be gen- somebody out there listening to this that loves the movie Legendary. Legendary. I did. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't. Didn't fucking like hate its guts. I mean, you know. Um, another note is twelve million bucks to make this. A, to make this, this movie cost twelve million dollars. Yeah, twelve what million bucks. F- How much did Dolph Lundgren get paid of that? Uh, probably eleven point five million. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! Like, there's nothing like the travel. Tra- maybe like all the the cost of the entire crew traveling to China. <laughs> probably. And they probably used it. everybody on the crew was probably an intern. Jesus you know? Christ! Like, it's that's that's weird. Like, I'm I can't think of what. Like, I mean, every special effects scene is CGI. Yeah, I'm not good CGI. Oh, yeah, that's man. Twelve it's, million it's, dollars. It's a little bit better as far as well. I shouldn't even say that it's but be- well, no, it's better CGI than a sci-fi. Some of the sci-fi movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're really horrible. But there they're was some bad CGI in that X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. Yeah. And you know what? Leah Shriver was, was uh, with. I wish they would have. I didn't mind him as Sabretooth because mm-hmm. he had the character down pretty good, except Sabretooth kind of had like a blonde, blonde mane. Um, but he had the he had the, the the feel of the character down, and I liked him and Hugh Jackman's interaction and everything. But it just it. I, they just fucked it up. I mean, <laughs> it was like you know, like the 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 uh, the Wolverine to me seemed like it it caught captured the feel of those comics way better. Whereas the X Men Origins Wolverine, I don't know. But then again, maybe they ca- captured like that was probably more based on just the Wolverine standalone title. And some of those were not as 
But they, mean, were, they were trying to keep the feel of those last uh, uh, original X-Men movies, too, yeah. I think. Fart noise. Yeah. Um, anyway, Legendary. Another, uh, I have like three more notes, which we've already said. Well, one of them is kind of uh, a giant gecko. And then uh, <laughs> one where it says Dolph, gulp. Because I guess like the monster came and he went, gulp. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I did which laugh. Like, I did laugh. There was a... Uh, the monster came on shore once. Whenever the monster would come on shore, it just would like go fucking ape shit. It'd be running everywhere. Um, there was a scene a with like these pipes that break and start rolling everywhere. And this like one nameless worker somehow escapes this like avalanche of pipes. And then the monster just comes flying through the air oh. off the screen and crushes the guy. <laughs> well, this is like one of those things where um, you, in, in some of the old um, um, sci-fi movies, where you could only afford to have so much of the monster, or or they didn't want to expose it, so they didn't want you to see it that much. Yeah. So you saw like it too giant, much in this one. Yeah, like giant boulders or pipes or something like that would would crush somebody. It's like goddamn, it's not bad enough that I have this fucking giant monster <laughs> that's that looks like Gumby that's trying to fucking eat me, but then you know <laughs> these big pipes follow me. Um, which that was pretty. That actually was pretty fucking funny. Where you thought the guy's like, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, Scott Adkins. Um, I thought that he did a good job for what what like I said, it, it didn't have any karate in it, yeah. and 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 uh, you know, crazy badass action. I like him in some of those movies, but um, does he have enough charisma to? be the the lead i think he did all right i don't think he was horrible and it is straight to dvd so but like i said i mean i'm this character didn't fit him um like think about like the universal soldier he was in he's the lead in that and he was fine because like it played more to his strengths um it had obviously the fighting scenes but he was kind of like the he was quieter. He was kind of confused about what was going on, or like the new, that ninja movie he was in, the same kind of thing. Well, and I mean, fucking, I mean, we know he can act. I mean, he does the Boyka thing, which is a little silly, but at least he has charisma in that. Yeah, got tons of charisma in that, and his voice sounds better. Yeah, because he's this like, kind like of a weird. Like it's too. He's just too of a much of an every every man in this one. And yeah, he's like, a, he is definitely an every man. Yeah, and he an needs to be a fucking that, like god of some sort, or you know, or have it be like uh, uh, the Universal Soldier thing, or the the one I just watched, Hard Target Two, where it's yeah. like you can see that he's capable, but he's still trying to be the hero, you know. So, well, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be like you know, he's supposed to be kind of a wimpy guy. Right, so that's what I'm saying. He was just well, I shouldn't say a wimpy guy. I mean, my God, he's definitely got some courage and some nerve. Yeah. A wimpy guy, that, uh, as far as not uh, the the uh, like I said, the NRA guns, macho muscle guy. Adkins should probably stick more to action instead of adventure movies. And you know what? Looking at some pictures here, um, where they're doing a press thing for this. He is definitely not fucking super jacked like he is yeah. in Boyka and that stuff because he just has like a, a golf shirt on and him and uh, Dolph are taking pictures like uh, for um, uh, photographers for the movie. And he just looks kind of like a, his arms don't even look big. He's just kind of like a uh, average looking dude. Yeah, he's probably taking like time off from his knee for. or whatever it was. That was well, hurt. you know what he's probably taking time off from is the needle. 
Uh, <laughs> and he was like, you know, I can't be, I can't be doing all. You mean these. you mean the thirty-six hour dehydration? That's what you yeah. meant. My my liver is going to shit, and my nuts are fucking shrinking up. And you know, I, I think I, I kind of like seeing him and Dolph work together too, yeah. just because they have like a history. And uh, you know, I bet you it'd have been fun to be on the set. Unless you found out that Dolph was just a real asshole. Oh man, that would that would break my heart at this point because he seems like not in you know. Yeah, I think they both seem like kind of cool dudes. Yeah, I like them both. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Look at uh, Dolph with these shorts. I don't think on. I have anything extra. Um, uh, Scott Adkins has acid washed jeans too. Oh, the I there were some really if if you if you keep an eye on the the only other thing if you keep an eye on the kind of the the henchman. They're every single person besides the main characters is pretty terrible. Like there's these horrific things that happen and, and it's probably because it's CGI and they don't know how to act at nothing, but they just stand there like watching people die. Like people don't react to things happening in this movie. I did notice that as I was watching it. And well, they probably just didn't give a shit because they're just like, <laughs> they're mercenaries. You know, they don't care. Human <laughs> life means nothing to them. Yeah, that was it. So you got to get into the, get, you got to get in the feel of the movie. <laughs> I've uh, seen things. The end was pretty that boring too. I thought Billy um, Goat puke. <laughs> or no, thought, that was that was him. That was Sylvester Stallone. Or no, no, that was Colonel Troutman. From what Rambo saw things that made a Billy Goat. Or no, Rambo could eat things that would make a Billy oh, Goat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen things that would make a Billy Goat puke, like this fucking movie. <laughs> the Billy Goat would puke from boredom. <laughs> it was all right. It was kind of a, just like a fun little you know thing. I don't know if I'd call it fun. It was a little thing. Though. <laughs> you what, were playing a game. You, what would you rate it? You weren't even paying attention. I was halfway paying attention. I was probably quarter paying attention by the last like 20 minutes of it. I'm sure I was on my iPad. <laughs> what would you uh, rate it? Let me see. Probably like a three. <laughs> I'm there. I I gave it a yeah. two. I, I I wrote down two and a half initially, so I guess I'll stick with that. But you know what? One thing that we may have missed out on here, because of the experience, you know what the experience should have been. I did not realize this is a 3D movie. Oh, I know. Yeah, I saw that it was filmed in 3D. So maybe if maybe, we would have had 3D glasses and been in like an IMAX, maybe the the maybe the the CGI wouldn't have been as bad when it was flying at you. Probably would have been like jumping out of the screen, and be like, "God damn!" Ooh. <laughs> that like might, that might have raised had, it to like a four. Dolph would have a cigar in his mouth, and when he turned his head, the cigar would look like it was coming out in the crowd. The ash, the ash would sprinkle out in the audience. Yeah, yeah. I think this would have been better if they would have implied that Dolph. The reason that there was a like uh, friction was because Dolph and Scott Adkins characters were lovers at one time. <laughs> that would have added a good twist. Like over like a, like a not paying like the light bill or no. Uh, let's see. Scott Adkins cheated on Dolph and broke Dolph's heart. And he's like, he's holding it in. He didn't want to show it. Cause he's like a big sensitive guy, yeah. but he has that macho exterior. That could have added to it. Definitely. And they would, they could have just added, pictures of Dolph on the beach naked they wouldn't even have had to pay and they could have like had showed Scott Atkins like just sitting there like looking at in the photo album longingly longing for his little pecker 
<laughs> now, you know what? He was, to be fair, he was on the beach and he's outside. And he's probably been in the water and everything. So his, you know. And, you well, know he's probably he, better hung than me, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like a fucking grower, not a shower. Yeah. Because if you walk around with a, with almost like a fully erect or semi-erect penis in public, then there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm I'm neither a grower nor a shower. I'm just a, a knower. <laughs> Some guys have that elephant trunk kind of look. Even when it's flaccid, it's just like a hang hanging. Uh, yeah, Robert Fuller. I, I, yeah, God damn. Um, let me tell you something though. Um, what do you? Well, what's that? Oh, Bad Boys. Scott Adkins should play the Bad Boys Three villain. He looks good with that goatee from Boyka, even when he's just like in uh, Expendables. What were you gonna say? I don't know. I'm just rambling on, okay. trying to get a little bit more out of legendary. That's enough of legendary. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's take another break, and uh, we'll come back and do um, killer versus killers, killer contra killers. That's a that's a stretch for a title. Um, <laughs> We'll be we'll be right back. <laughs> One dark and stormy night in the mid '80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. We're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. And the continuing adventures of James Spader, sexual deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that, and I'm waste. Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios! Versus Killers, the silver half of our episode 200, Silver and Gold, Spectacular. Um, so as I said earlier, Killer versus Killers, I believe is Fernando de Leo's final movie. Uh, and the, uh, the user review that shows up, two out of 20, uh, 22 people found it useful or found it helpful. Another miss from Fernando de Leo gave it one star. Will we give it one star? One one star as well. Um, this is uh, starring Henry Silva and some other people I don't recognize the names of. <laughs> um, the poster on IMDb I thought was a little weird. I don't remember 
the dude in the beret with the fucking <laughs> giant machine gun. I don't know it's that like, that happened. There's a Jeep. I think they got the picture wrong. Fucking Mike Danton or what's his name? Uh, Martin Cove. Mike, Mike Danton, yeah. Danton. I don't, I, I don't know what that picture's from. But uh, do you care to synopsize? Oh, there's a better one. When you look that's at the, the other one. killer versus killers. Or, or that's from Ill Boss. The other one's from Ill Boss. The other video they show. I don't know. Uh, would you care to synopsize Dr. Zom? A boss recruits some professionals to steal a valuable chemical formula kept in a guarded industrial complex. They work well together. <laughs> Killister. <laughs> Why there so many commas in this fucking... <laughs> burglar Jaffe, an expert in robberies, along with his partner, skilled driver, Ferrari. <laughs> All seems to be going... To plan, but little do they know the client plans to get rid of them afterwards. What a horrible... Oh, my God. Know. Thanks for nothing, WXJ. WXJ. Let's see what else he's done. Let's see what work he's done. He just exposed the business. Oh, wow. He's written uh, 26 reviews. Jesus Christ. He hates Man. everything. He hasn't rated anything. Swedish nympho slaves. God damn, man, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Dance of Desire. This guy's a... Oh, he watched El Banda del Gobo. That's pretty El cool. iPod just lost power. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, your iPad? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. So, um, as uh, WXG so eloquently put, um, this is a... Uh, this is a very, very late cycle Eurocrime film. It's a, it's a. Goddamn, man! I was in fucking freshman in uh, college. Yeah, it's this is a, a heist movie mixed with a kind of a revenge thriller. Um, I think this is a good one for us to pick because it definitely uh, Silva's the centerpiece of this one. And no um, CGI geckos. No CGI geckos to be found. Not even CGI leopards. And there are Although leopards I can in this say movie. That the CGI gecko may have been more animated uh, in, with his facial uh, <laughs> features than Silva. Yeah, Silva's probably like 60 by this point, but he's still like the best hitman ever. He's the John Wick of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. He is. <laughs> Uh, this is all. This movie is also called Death Commando. I guess like, I wonder if they like somebody saw Death Commando, the name, and they're like, "Hey, Commando, let's put a dude in a fucking green or red beret with a." Yeah. This is a stupid question, but I can't remember. Is Silva dead? I don't think he is. Okay. He looks. He doesn't look very good. I remember seeing a picture of him walking, carrying groceries or something. But no, he's still around. 1928, he was born. God damn. Yeah, knocking on ninety. Henri. Um. So this is a this has some uh, definite uh, entertaining elements. Like I think people kind of shit on this one, but it's a little silly. Which I, this is I think that's what well, I. Which is good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's it's definitely not a uh, a serious. I mean, it has a serious feel, but. It's got some pretty awesome silliness. Like yes, fucking, yes, like you're like, oh my god. There's a lot of fucking explosions and '80s <laughs> music, and some good hair and outfits and some fucking um, bazookas. So, yes, yeah, definitely some not, bazookas. Not some bazookas, a bazooka. The bazooka. 
the bazooka. You know, fucking John Wick never used a goddamn bazooka like that. <laughs> he's maybe that's maybe he's saving it for the third movie. I feel like this is not the first time I've seen Silva use a bazooka. I feel like he did in some seventies movie also. Remember that way he used that grenade launcher in that one movie where that's what I'm thinking of. He blew up that fucking mannequin that was supposed to be a human. Yes. Well, he did it in this one too. He used a grenade launcher into the car and there was a fucking mannequin inside. We need to look up. I mean, well, I mean, I know we're right in the middle of a review, but there is a movie called trapped Mm -hmm. with Silva uh, trapped blood brothers. And it was made in 19. Is that the one? Is that the one that it's like, it's, it's Canadian and it's like in the wilderness or something. Yeah, I think, or either that or he's, I don't know if he's Canadian or Cajun. Oh, it's Baker County, USA. That's what it's called on IMDb if you want to look at it. Yeah, he's ripping this woman's shirt off and her tits are hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that looks better than this. Maybe we'll save save that for uh, episode 225 when we record that in 2012, or uh, (laughs) 2021. The next one, yes. Well, hell, you know, if we're around by that. Oh, yeah. A concentration camp or something. Um, so you got the you got the uh, the silliness with the fucking car explosions and everything that I really appreciate. But I also like the elements when in these movies when they when there is a heist and they're building the team. Yeah, and that's what they do here. You have a uh, you got to find the driver and you got to find um, and the the driver scene is pretty funny. Like it's like a uh, this dirt bike couple. <laughs> I don't understand why they need two people, but. Um, they they're still it, it shows them doing something why which I guess demonstrates why they're the best although doesn't somebody get their hand cut off in that intro scene <laughs> to steal I the briefcase so. yeah which is not very slick if you ask me but yeah um, I wrote giant grenades and I don't remember why um, I don't remember the giant grenades. <laughs> Greatest review of all time because I have notes like that too, and I'm like, okay, now what's that mean? And I wrote the '80s music is sweet. Um, the even the main themes not too bad in this, but they do wear it out through the whole movie because it plays like 50 fucking times. But um, well, if you buy the rights, then if you buy different songs, then you have to pay more. That's but true. If you only buy one song and buy like two minutes of it, <laughs> or not even two minutes, like about 20 seconds, play it over and over. And over. Um, but there's even a there's even a weird kind of uh, nightclub scene with with somebody like uh, I mean people just kind of sitting. It was not even a dance club. They're like watching somebody perform this weird. I mean, it's definitely '80s music, but I thought that I liked that scene too. It was pretty uh, pretty random. Oh yeah, there's a flashback with hand cut off. Um, so you got you got the drivers, um, and I don't have anybody's names. You don't really need them. Um, it's a young woman, and uh, didn't they say her name was Ferrari in the in the? No, Ferrari songs? is the is the guy. What? That's oh, was Ferrari the dude with the feathered boyfriend hair? driver? Yeah, he was kind of a douche. Well, what was the, what was the woman's job then? I thought she was uh, the driver. She's Cherry. Well, what does she do? I don't even remember her job. She's like the kind of distraction. Kind oh, of right. She goes in and like she's says, just, "Hey, can I tour your super secret lab?" Yeah. And they're like, sure, you have boobs. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, move on. <laughs> Obama did it too. 
do not um, acknowledge. Uh, the, uh, then you have the old dude that breaks safes. He's the he might even have a little mustache. I can't remember, but it, he's the one with the like. Whenever he spends his money, he just like has the whores come and dance for him in his house. Is that yeah? That? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. He was a perv, but he was kind of like one of the guys that like he probably couldn't get it up. He he his his whole he was a voy voyeur yeah. voyeur. He he didn't he didn't really want to touch him. He just probably would sit there and hire him to come over, and then he would jack off. Yeah, it's like these. They would just. He would just so sit there on the couch, fully clothed, and. Was his name His Excellency. <laughs> I don't know. This, was, this guy's name is His Excellency. Um, and then you have Silva. So you got the 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 safe cracker. You got the driver. You have the hot distraction. She was pretty good looking. I have to give her yeah. that. And um, then you have Silva, who's the I guess the muscle, even though he's elderly by this point. <laughs> He's like the he's like the yeah, like the 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 uh, he plans the, he kind of he's special killer yeah when he tells everybody like he kind of keeps them all in in line he's been around um, the driver guy that it's funny that you said driver because I honestly thought she was there to drive and I could not figure out why he was there um, cool. he is so kind he's just kind of nerdy <laughs> yeah he just kind of looked like a little douche and he gets in a fight at one point and it was so weird like the fight. It was weird, like, and his stunt double has this like giant dis like wig that's not even the same color as his. Uh, and his stunt double shows up a few times wearing this bad wig, like you could see it when he's driving around. <laughs> you could see his, they could see from a distance even the, the oversized wig. Um, I guess they. I mean, I don't know. Now that you say he's maybe a, they purposefully made his wig look bad so that Silva's toupee wouldn't look bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you, it's it's good. That I guess that you said that he he's the driver because I was really confused of what his role was. Yeah, he was he was the the driver and the motorcycle guy and all that. Okay, shit. he was the wheels. Um, and then and then you have Silva's intro. Um, he's not only a hitman that kills. Like he doesn't even like. He's not even. Uh, subtle about it. He doesn't like sit, hide in the bushes and use a silencer. He fucking rocket launchers a dude's car. <laughs> and, uh, but he, he not only is a hitman, he also takes people on safaris and has like a, a zoo in his house. Yeah. He got that fucking like a cheetah that he just like walks around. It's, it would be like me walking around with Mary, except it's a goddamn fucking, it's so weird. Leopard or something. Um, so, Let's see. I'm trying to like, like Silva was like doing that. I mean, mean, Jesus Christ, you always see in these movies like fucking Tarzan where the goddamn chimp fucking bit Mike Henry right on the fucking face. (laughs) You know, Silva's probably like, you know, why the fuck do I have to walk around with this goddamn thing? And, and Silva to me, he just, they said show up on the set and he showed up. I guarantee you the clothes he's wearing are just his clothes. They're not <laughs> yeah. as on a costume. Because it's just like a sweater and a pair of yeah, He wears like a sweater vest and stuff. Yeah. V-neck, a little, little button-up shirt. I don't give a shit. And, and, and it never wears like, he always wears like uh, like loafers or something. Yeah, like, slacks and loafers. Like an old man, slacks and loafers. Yeah, look- not something if you had to run or, you know. He looks like he's going to play golf afterwards. Well, you know what? For him... Being like from that uh, Rat Pack Frank Sinatra stuff, him like wearing a sweater and like a pair of like uh, 
fucking some kind of like loafers that we would probably wear like as dress shoes. That's like casual to him. <laughs> yeah. Business casual. Now, I don't know what this... I did say, I'm so confused by the guy in all black with the black mask on the stage while this woman is singing. That must there must have been some kind of dance. Oh, it was a guy dancing with her during that. It was kind of a disco. They were all sitting in watching her sing, and there was a random dude just dancing on the stage with her, which that's kind of lost its effect. Six weeks later, I'm finding. Um, yeah, yeah, as a singing montage, tiny club guy in black with black mask. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't even remember what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I have another one: Silva practicing with his darts. Picking people right. off in the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a he had a like a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he fucking he shot like a priest or something. <laughs> yeah, he, he just like practice. He wouldn't kill people. He would just use like a BB gun. With a yeah, with with tranquilizer darts, and he shot he shot the priest on the bike who just tumbles off. I'm pretty sure he does not have a toupee. I've got a big picture of him with a bazooka, and you can see something in the barrel of that bazooka. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a grenade, or it's a thing that just makes it like the poof of smoke when it shoots. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, he that's his hair. So you got this. Uh, the story kind of it's when, it, when it's the setup. You have this. I guess he's a politician, and he's paying this underground guy to assemble a team to steal these plans or something i don't i don't even know if they say what the plans are for but they are uh, they're in a, a heavily guarded industrial looking building a chemical plant or something mm-hmm. this guy wants to steal these things he needs to put together the team and so the first kind of half of the movie maybe even a third of the movie is assembling that team and then kind of then pulling off this this heist. The heist wasn't great, honestly. It was kind of not. Uh, but but one thing I did appreciate about the, the 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 heist itself was them actually using like Godzilla style miniatures <laughs> uh, to show like buildings exploding and shit. Yeah. Even a yeah. boat, like a boat explodes the same way. Um. The uh. Then, and yet, still better special effects than legendary. Still better, yes, they are. Um, and then the rest of the movie, and this is kind of the where the title comes from: the killer versus killers. The government guys like I got to cover up all my tracks, so I'm gonna have these my guys take out the team that did the the heist. Mm-hmm. So then it's like them, kind of the killer versus killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the old dude. I love when the old dude ups his dancing whore game. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Apparently, he upgraded his uh after the heist. Well, he, probably, he got all he got all kind of money from pulling off the first thing, so he could spend more money to get better. better yeah, whores, yeah, or maybe a couple of. I them. don't remember. Yeah, well, he always had two, so I don't remember what changed. Um. That safe guy was pretty funny though. Like, he, there, there's a funny scene where they kind of deliver him his his safe to practice on before the heist, and the women just keep dancing while these dudes are rolling in a safe into his house. They don't even bother stopping, no covering up or anything. It maybe it, you know it kind of makes me think is this has happened before, and yeah. he got after them. He's like, "Don't you fucking stop!" 
Don't stop. <laughs> what am I paying you money for? Hard on. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what to talk about with the last of the movie without giving away the story itself. Uh, the the I think what this movie's probably known best for. You get a lot of back and forth then with. Silva being the main character, he stays in it through the whole thing. And he, at the same time that the guy, the hit, the, the new hitmen are coming after his team, he's trying to get back at the, the, the government official because he figures out who he is and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think what this movie is probably known for are the clips that people have seen of, of Silva shooting the bazooka. <laughs> Good. And, yeah. and, and what's great, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not like a, a Rambo thing where it's like that's the payoff is the rocket launcher into the fel- into the helicopter. This fucking bazooka, I don't know how he reloads it so fast. He uses it over and over and over, and it's like a fucking World War II bazooka. Plus, he uses it just to, like you would use one of those to blow up a tank. Yeah. He uses it to shoot one person. One person, and you see, and like it's it's a mannequin death every time. It's awesome. One shot, one kill. And where is he as he's walking around? As he's stalking around his grounds. With uh, with these exotic animals, where is he? Where where is he hiding the the rockets? Like he it's not carrying them in his pockets. Like where are they? Got stuck down the back of his slacks. <laughs> They're tucked into the top of his argyle socks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Suspend uh, disbelief. There's another note I have that I really wish I remember: death by throne hawk. Oh, he had the exotic animals. Well, he had a big like eagle or a hawk that he had one of them gloves and it would sit on his arm. And when the guy came around the thing, he went and threw it and it leaped on the guy's face. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but so and of course, the guy's face that it leaped on was probably the, the handler, the real handler. <laughs> the poor the handler that actually had to take the hit. Yeah. Yeah. He took the bump. Um, the uh, the. Well, let me get, let's get into your notes here because I'm just gonna keep uh, just naming examples of stuff. Okay, claim <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm having trouble remembering like details of the movie other than my notes. Uh, two dancing naked girls. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Safe cracker. Yep, yep. There was a. I think Silva. I don't know if it was Silva or if it was Ferrari. Was looking at the uh, Bo Derek Playboy. The, the famous one that had Bo Derek in it, looking at her centerfold. Uh, there, for some reason, there was a woman, a naked woman on a trampoline, bouncing up and down. Was that the upgrade of the dancing whores, maybe? Might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Um, there was one of, I think it was one of the main henchmen of the killers that was sent after Silva mm-hmm. and his group that had a leather outfit. Like he had a brown leather jacket and brown leather pants that all matched, and that was way too much leather. <laughs> and he had to be sweating, man. Um, uh, that's not the most breathable fabric. High tech walkie talkies. Well, it was like 1980 something. So uh, Silva had a cheetah and a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he walking at one point with both? Doesn't he have the cheetah on a leash? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He on a leash. Get off the roof. And shoot every which way, but loose. So I went, when I saw that, I wondered if whenever the movie Every Which Way But Loose came out. But I think I was in high school when that was out. So That's a 70s but movie, yeah. Get off the roof and shoot every which way but loose. Somebody said that. I might have been Silva. Um, you you Silva's said it like Silva, so we'll go with that. 
This <laughs> let's see. Silva's bazooka is amazing. This is like commando. Um, <laughs> Silva's eagle attack. He is he is the beastmaster. Yes. Uh, and Fiat's blow up really easily. <laughs> uh, cars fucking blow up everywhere. I think yep. one like just. One, I think I remember it kind of runs off the road and it's like it just like drives up onto an embankment and then just randomly explodes. Yeah, they they they, they instead of using fuel, they had they ran on nitroglycerin. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 they, and I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's a bit of of strange homophobia on my part, but. When two guys, and you see this a lot in these Italian... <laughs> riding the uh, motorcycle together? Yeah, two guys riding a motorcycle together. I remember when I was even just like a, probably like in grade school, my Uncle Jerry had this bull taco uh, motorcycle. It's like a dirt bike. Yeah. And it seemed big to me back then because I was just a little kid. But I mean, now it's probably be like a small bike. But he gave us rides on that thing. And even then, like he didn't have a shirt on. And you, you, you're supposed to, like, wrap your arms around his waist. Ugh. I didn't even want to do it then. You know, I was like, ugh. Was he hairy? That makes it worse, uh, I think. He just kind of had a gut. Now, I, I had to share a moped, a scooter, with my ex-father-in-law in Key West. That was, and I was, I was the driver. So he had his arms on my waist, and it was, like, 95 fucking degrees. It would be funny if he just leaned forward and, like, whispered in your ear, I love you. <laughs> I wish you had married my daughter and me instead. I love you so much. <laughs> Do you feel that? <laughs> you like this hot, hot breath on your neck? I don't know, man. <laughs> Very intimate. But you know, so you see that? I'm trying to think what movie it was in. Uh, where the guys? It was like a South American movie, though, where the guys were. Uh, the um, what you got the Sicario, mm-hmm. you know the movie Sicario. Yeah. Well, they would hire. The, there was an actual another movie called Sicario, uh, that was um, a South a South American movie, and it was about them. The drug dealers would hire these kids and train them to become assassins, and that's how they would get away. It was kind of like this movie with the guy and the girl. Um, instead of robbing people the two guys would pull up on a motorcycle and the one guy would be the shooter and then they would just take off. But I was still like, I don't know, man. I'd rather sit there and shoot and die than have my <laughs> Oh, come on. But they have some, you know, they have some good stuff and Silva's a, you know, fucking killing machine and, you know, he, he's, he's Silva. He doesn't have the person, you know, ton of personality. No. I like when, I like when, you know, he has so little personality or not personality. I I shouldn't say that because he does have some charisma, but his um, like his I've range. always said, he has like that that uh, like robot. Like he's a on the six million dollar man. They have these robots that look like humans. Yeah, and you could kind of tell Steve Austin would figure out that it was a robot because they would like not sweat. It'd be like a hundred degrees and there'd be no sweat <laughs> or something. He'd be like, wait a minute. Um, but that's how Silva is, except when he's like kind of macking on a girl. And then he'll get, he'll come across with this big stupid smile, and it's like, what the fuck? He turns into Frank Sinatra all of a sudden. Yeah, he try, he becomes like he tries to seduce him or something, or gets real happy, you know. And it's like, Man, oh, you know what? I remember the giant grenades. There's a car chase down at the beginning, and there's like this guy in like dad jeans and a sweatshirt, and they're throwing these giant grenades into that like abandoned house. Mm. Yeah, I remember that now. 
that was another one of the part of the team. Somebody from there. Yeah, was the it was like they, yeah, they were hiding in like a kind of a bombed out abandoned yeah, yeah, yeah. building or something, and it blew the. F- it was the grenades weren't like giant, like like they were as big as a basketball. They just when they blew up, they blew the fucking. I mean, like <laughs> it would be like one hand grenade, and the whole building would like fucking explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. <laughs> That's all I have. Like I said, it's hard to remember a lot of it. Yeah, other than, and this is this is no by no means a serious nor deep movie, but it's fucking rompy. It's uh it's like Eurocrime eighty style. It's it's I I it doesn't really it doesn't compare to uh DeLeo's other stuff. The um what are those other what is that trilogy I always forget the name of the not ill there's Manhunt. There's ah fuck, DeLeo trilogy. Mono Calabro. Yep. Nine. Yep. Yep. And Ill Boss. Caliber Nine. Was it Ill Boss? Was that the other one? Might be. Caliber Nine, The Italian Connection, Ill Boss, and Rulers of the City are in this one box set. Um. So it's not. I, those are more. Those are definitely like a cop died like a man. That was a good. Well, he didn't direct that. He. Well, maybe he did. I don't think he did that. I one. like that one because those guys were like fucking very sexist and wore panty or like a, a bikini underwear. Holy shit! The Co- Fernando de Leo crime collection is fifteen dollars and forty eight cents on Amazon for DVD or ninety seven ninety nine for the Blu rays. Shoot first, die later. Oh, um, I thought of something funny. Is um, I think it I don't was it Ferrari when they when they did the heist at the chemical plant, and when they would take out the guards, Silva would shoot him with the darts. He had to go around with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> a wheelbarrow. What did they do with them all? I don't know. They piled them up somewhere, but he would have like he had the worst job because it was like hard work. Yeah, he had to pick up these <laughs> like uh, dead weight dudes all, like and over there was and a over again. Of, there was like fifty of them. <laughs> and there's no way they lived. The whole fucking place blew up. Silva was just dropping them like gnats. <laughs> something. Yeah, I mean, this is not this is the this is not the DeLeo that you would know from the seventies. Um, it's pretty fucking funny though. It's, it's a good. It's I I I like this a lot. Um, yeah. But I, honestly, any somebody else could have directed this. You'd never know that it was DeLeo compared to the other movies if you're used to those. So he was a he must have been some kind of a second unit director or something on Fistful of Dollars. So what would you rate this? An eight. I give it an eight too. That <laughs> was really good. I thought it was very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. Oh man, the password changed for our. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe I should check to see if we have any feed sack email. But... Email thing. Okay, I did one of the, I did one of the bonus shows, and I checked him, and some there was a couple people that left us emails, and I acknowledged it. In the okay, thing. okay. Then the next time that I went to check that our account um it came up that it was like sending i guess it was like a third person uh, thing where you know to see if i am who i say i am Mm -hmm. so i guess it either sent you an email or to your text or something i'm like fuck i'm gonna get that but why didn't it do it the first time let me see if i I remember the password well they've been having a lot of shit with people hacking emails and yahoo and gmail and all this so oh good it's always password it's it's good to uh, 
to have that shit, I'll tell you what, because I, I signed up for this thing, um, like a credit detection thing, mm-hmm. and somebody had hacked one of my emails and it said to get it, change your, change your password, and, and I, then I started doing the third-party you know, authentication and everything. WordPress, WordPress. I, I definitely checked that on when I did my uh, taxes because um, I had like two people that I work with that when they filed their taxes to like TurboTax, the um, IRS sent them a thing and said, you've already filed a tax return. And they didn't. Oh, Somebody you know else, what? That someone has your yeah. password thing is it was a notification that you had signed in from West Virginia. Yeah, that's yeah, me. That's all that was. Um, WordPress, uh, WordPress, WordPress. Olga wants to know if we want to buy uh, Desi Silva and Gold.com. I yes. own this. Yeah, I see you own a similar domain. Would you like to buy this one? Uh, WordPress, <laughs> WordPress. <laughs> Jay Spear. Wrote yeah, back he's, at Christmas. He sent uh, that might have been the one that I got. Yeah. Said what, you know, the, bunch yeah. of, but uh, Killer versus Killers. I mean, you can do far worse with these kind of movies. This is a uh, this is not standard fare seventies Eurocrime. It's uh, it definitely has more of an eighties t- uh, touch to the entire thing. But man, if you are in the mood for just a silly kind of Euro feel action movie, it's funny. It's it's good. I liked it a lot. You want to bring the show down for a second? Down? What do you mean? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Let's always. I'm always ready to bring the show down. Well, I mean, like in a in a in a uh, emotional way. Oh, definitely. Uh, woke up today uh, before we started the show and had an email from my sister that said Bill Paxton had uh, passed oh, away. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's at sixty-one. So- I changed the I changed the yeah. the silver and gold Facebook group thing to. And I was I was in shock because you see well first of all you see so many people that'll post like uh, you know uh, hey Liberace passed away and then somebody'll be like hey dumbass he passed away thirty years ago after you get a whole bunch of rest in peace things because people just like to be dicks on online right and I thought maybe that's what this was another hoax coming yeah I guess he was having some kind of surgery and oh god and, and he's like a big you know thing in our kind of community because he's first of all. I can't remember if it was Mike Ensley or somebody had said that they met him or and said he was just a really nice guy and he just had that um, he has that show Training Day that just came out which is based on the Denzel Washington uh, movie yeah and you know from what everybody that I know that's watched it said it was re- they really liked it and thought it was good and then this shit goes down so. Yeah, I don't know what kind of surgery it was he was having. I'm I'm curious to know if he was been if he's been ill or something or I love the Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, uh, where he played the sergeant and you know, of course they do the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, um he um as uh, the director, he did that um what was the one he did with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Frailty and Frailty, yeah, he did and, um yeah, that was good. He did that uh Hatfield and McCoy's like Emmy, yeah. like I think they want to. No, maybe they're just nominated for an Emmy. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his stuff here. Oh, he was in Commando. Speaking of which, Commando came out the same year as as uh, this movie. <laughs> well, I guess Arnold must have liked using him because he was in uh, True Lies too. Remember, he, he was, was in Terminator was, also. Yeah, trying to seduce Jamie Lee Curtis and Terminator. Yeah, he was in Terminator. Streets of Fire. And he played Chet. Cra- crazy Mama. <laughs> yeah. Uncredited. Morgan and Crazy Mama. And Tombstone. Predator 2. 
Jesus Christ. A- oh, all fucking aliens, you know. We're fucking dead, me, man. We're fucking gonna die, man. Near Dark, the vampire movie. Yeah, that's just. You know, I never have seen that. Oh, it's good. You should watch it. That's what's this, that's uh, James Cameron's wife directed that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a. That's just such a fucking shame. I mean, and and. Uh, so and and you know then of course you know we lost uh, George Animal Steel and Ivan Koloff, Chavo Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, and on a lesser note for wrestling fans, uh, Bruiser Bob Sweetan, who was deported from the United States for sexually molesting his own daughter. Ew. Oh, and um, what's her face? Um, Nicole Bass died too. Yeah, Nicole Bass, Howard Stern show and all that. She was in wrestling a little bit, ECW mm-hmm. and some stuff like that. She was in WWF for a little while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Time passes on, and people, you know. She was only fifty-two. Paxton, you know, he had, he he got a lot of work, and I don't think I ever saw him. In, I think he he was one of these people that just got it. Yeah. Like with his characters, uh, like if, again, he was in. Uh, I was just looking. He was in Nightcrawler. Um, he was good uh, in that Jake show Dillon. about polygamy. Um, I never watched that. I remember I heard good, about it. That was it. a good show too. Oh, it was like an HBO or uh, it was one of those Showtime maybe. But he would just show up uh, like in the movie Haywire. Um, you know, had like an all-star cast, Gina Carano. That was her, you know, thing. Uh, and he just kind of showed up, played her dad in a small part, and he was really good in that. Um, Big Love. That was the name of the show. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you know, he had some. He had some movies that weren't super successful mm. uh, that he is always good at. And he kind of played a lot of times he played sort of the same kind of redneck kind of guy <laughs> or whatever. Uh, one that was a, I think this was a made for HBO movie was called a bright shining lie. And it was about, it was a true story about this guy that was a, a military advisor in Vietnam. And he was one of the first guys that, kind of came out and said, you know, hey, this is the what we're doing over here is bullshit. How how we're doing it is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, he, and uh, it showed a lot of the flaws of the real guy. He was a real, you know, uh, he was a great soldier, but he was a real pussy hound and, you know, had a wife and at home and a family. But he was, you know, screwing all these women in Vietnam and everything. Um, next of kin, he played, uh, did, did he play, uh, he didn't play Patrick Swayze's brother. That was Liam Neeson. I don't remember. I don't know if I've have I seen Next of Kin. We did. Did we do that one? You didn't see that one where Liam Neeson plays a redneck. I don't think I have. Brar Gates, uh, Patrick Swayze, Truman Gates, and he was Brar Gates. Maybe I need to watch this. Adam Baldwin, Helen Cunt. Next of Kin. No, I've not seen that. He was the young brother. He was he was Swayze and Liam Neeson's younger brother. I think I might today try to find that one to watch, and I want to I want to rewatch um, a Simple Plan, which I haven't seen since it came out on video. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was one of those ones where he, they kind of, I was thinking about that the other day with like Willem Dafoe. Um, they were always like a second guy or a, in the movie, but never the 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 star, the main guy. Mm-hmm. That's how Paxton was, but then. Like with that one, a simple plan. Um, they somebody kind of gave him a shot of being like the lead. Yeah. And that's how Defoe was after after Platoon. Of course, Charlie Sheen was the main guy, but him and Tom Berenger got Oscar nominations for best 
supporting. And then right after that, him and Tom uh, Defoe and Tom Berenger started getting like these leading man roles. Yeah. And for Defoe, he was always, I mean, he was one of these guys that I know a lot of women were, he had kind of a weird look, but some women would think he was sexy, but it was like, okay, they would put him in a role that would normally be like, uh, I don't know, like a, a real Hans, like a Hugh Jackman right. kind of part. You're like, wait a minute, he's not that. Yeah, he's kind of creepy looking. <laughs> yeah, like a vampire or something. And then like Bill, Bill Paxton kind of, you know, had that thing too. And I think that the, the that Alamo, the what was the one about Texas that he did here recently? It was like a miniseries. Uh, he played, I think, Sam Houston. Well, I think he was from Texas. Texas and that was Yeah, that was mm. kind of like a, I don't know if I would say like a, not an homage to Westerns, but more like a, just a, a what do you call it? A, Hmm. Kind of from the heart, a passion project. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Ray Liotta. Right? Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I remember it was Jeff, like Jeff Fahey, who does all those Christian movies now. Well, does he really? I think so. Yeah, more power to him. Well, here's uh, the, the, his last work. It says The Circle, which is in post-production. 2017 so yeah it's just a damn shame you know it's kind of kind of one of those ones that that he's been around so long when was he born 19 okay he was 10 years older than me but i was gonna say it was one of those guys that was you just he was i wouldn't say you feel like you know him but you sort of do because he was always in all so he was in so many movies and we grew up with him like from chet Mm -hmm. all the way up to from weird science all the way up to you know now and goddamn, I'll tell you what, fucker worked a lot. He was in stripes. Must have just had a bit part. Yeah, I don't remember him that. Yeah, it's just soul. Maybe I was wrong about Fahey. I can't. I can't. I don't see anything that looks like the Christian direct-to-video movies. You're giving Fahey a bad name or a good name? I don't know which one. The best name. <laughs> or. All so right. Anyway, maybe I'll. Bill Paxton movies today and get choked up and think about mm. life and probably just take a bunch of drugs and go to sleep. Yeah. Go back to work and do it all over again. The hollow. Anyway. Um, all right. So I don't think we have a voicemail number right now. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I think I made another one at some point cause our first one died and then I don't remember hey, what the number is. Uh, or something uh, like that. Yeah, I wonder if I see if I have that in sound effect. I didn't even try it. I haven't even tried it lately. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't uh, even know if I have that anymore. I have the number, but I. Do you know what the number is? The old number I I remember, but that that one died. I don't remember the new number. Three three nine sixteen hundred. Yeah, that, that one, one died and didn't work anymore. Well, those are ones that if you yeah if you don't everybody I think every podcaster has had that. Uh, Th- those if you don't use them yep. they just go away yeah but we do <laughs> still do have silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com so if you want to send us an email or uh, record a little uh pdf i mean pdf uh, mp3 or something to send as a yeah. voicemail there please do um and our show can still be found i hope on itunes we'll see after i post this i assume they are because you're the solo shows seem to got get out so uh itunes and stitcher and our website at silvergold.com and there's still uh, that uh, hot picture of what's her face right there at the top. Mm-mm. What's her name? Of <laughs> the, who? The Italian actress. Um, God. 
It was on your last show. Milfs and motorcycles. Oh, Monica Bellucci. Bellucci, there you go. Yeah, goddamn. You know, I don't know. I already <laughs> talked about it. But I was going to say, her and Daniel Craig. I mean, you know, I, I'm definitely not. Uh, I mean, my God, Jesus Christ! I think I when I was like, I've I've had several times where there has been uh, some pretty big age differences, yeah. <laughs> including like when I was very young uh, with an older woman. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still do her, but um, you know, I don't know, Daniel, I, I don't know. I got to watch this trapped with uh, Silva. Yeah. He, he looks like a fucking, and, and, and the, the idea of him, oh, this says Canucksploitation. Uh, nice. <laughs> the idea of him trying to be kind of like a hillbilly and a redneck. Can you imagine? I'm going to go up in the woods and eat some squirrels. <laughs> and Time great. for some possums, too. I got my red jacket on and my bush hat in Canada, and I'm going <laughs> to rape and drink a bag of milk. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, uh, thank you for... <laughs> Uh, I'm just those, keep talking. those of you that those of you that st- that still are listening um not only to this episode just i mean in general but uh we appreciate the uh the loyalty um and uh i, I, I sort of um was bulletproof gary Busey? yes okay all right go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt well that's that's it that's all i got do you have anything else <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> God, it's late in the day. Fuck, I slept so long today. It feels like I've wasted the entire day filming, recording. Just this did. Show. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you re- now you remember why we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need time to be depressed by myself. Damn it. I have one day one day off and spend five hours <laughs> in front of the computer when I sit for eight hours every day. <sighs> anyway. Well, thank you guys, and um, I guess until next time, this is Loaf Oot. Just on Oot. Bye bye. It's like the time machine.